Hello, and welcome to Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt. Today, we discuss Final Fantasy VII, the original PlayStation release, in our series titled Road to Rebirth. Each week leading up to the release of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, we will cover a piece of the Final Fantasy VII franchise, along with our thoughts and feelings of the franchise as a whole. In part one, we talked to Los Angeles comedians David Danella and PJ McCormick about their roots in the original game. Later, we bring back Patrick Ellers from Nintendo Cartridge Society and welcome Roxy Polk to the show to discuss lore theories and rumors. Now please, sit back and shut your ding-dang mouth, you hear? Welcome to the show, PJ McCormick. Could you hear that? Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to speak, but th- thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you did you hear your sound effect, PJ? There, there she goes. Oh, that's that's me trying to get you on my podcast, and that's you. Walking away from me every time for two years. Do you know uh, that you have not been on the show in two years? You've been dodging me. Oh, geez. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, and da- and no. David will introduce you in a second. But this is important. This was also sort of a trap. A saw <laughs> trap for PJ to uh, pay for his crimes. Uh, all right. Let me dig the key out of my belly. Here's me. Here's me. Hey, PJ, will you come do an episode of the show? Oh, wait, nope. <laughs> so about that, um, <laughs> uh, the our, pandemic our theory, ended. <laughs> our, I know, our theory was that once the pandemic ended, you were like, you know what? I don't play video games anymore. <laughs> no, I, I do. Go, I just I am very private. Now. I'm so private funny. about it. I don't want people yeah. to know. <laughs> I know. It's, well, because it's humiliating, right? It's so humiliating. <laughs> so well, we're happy to have you back. You, feel, you do feel like the prodigal son sort of returning. So this is a big moment. It feels good to be back. Yeah. Um, and of course, we have the incredibly funny David Tanella. The hottie of the century just fell right into our lap. She did? <laughs> Goods under the hood, chunk in the trunk, and down for a bumpy ride. <laughs> now, that that's me talking about helping you land PJ, right? <laughs> that's, that's a little bit of a long sound clip, but I just didn't want to cut any of it. No, so how could good. you? It's so good. Do you guys recognize that? Do you know what that's from? Did I hear Will Arnett's voice? That's from... In the, do you guys play the Yuffie side mission stuff? Yeah. The inter- intermission. Yeah. Intermission. Okay, so that is uh, when you meet Cornero's lackeys. Oh, my God. One guy just comes in out of <laughs> oh, nowhere and says, yeah. like, she's down for a bubby ride. The, his, I, one more, we'll listen to it one more time, but just imagine him doing that line reading in the studio, okay? Just his delivery on this. The hottie of the century just fell right into our laps. She did? <laughs> Goods under the hood, chunk in the trunk, and down for a bumpy ride. <laughs> but they pull a they pull a Spider-Man one 
because Yuffie thinks it's about her, but it's about the yeah. NPC yeah. behind her. Yeah. <laughs> she gets jealous. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Who, she's, spirit of full disclosure, I also, when she showed up, I went, hmm, intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is so fucking hot in this game. I, I will say, I will say the person that they, that the NPC you're talking about is a named NPC, but also they didn't give quite the detail to like her that they give to like Yuffie and, you know, Cloud and everybody. You yeah. know how that, the remake has that issue of like the NPCs look like they came out of like the Sims kind of. Then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like their skin texture is like creator wrestler skin texture <laughs> yeah. from SmackDown Know Your Role. Yes. It's just a little <laughs> less, little less freckles. <laughs> little... I, I just, I, I just call her glasses. <laughs> and that's all. That's all I need. Uh, okay, so we're gonna we're we're gonna get into it here in a second. But before we do, you know, uh, PJ McCormick, hilarious uh, improviser, comedian, we've known for a very long time. We used to come Mercurial, on to be sure. Yes, absolutely. PJ, how would you uh, how would you like describe yourself? Like, what do you what are you getting up to these days? Um, are you yet yeah, comedian, uh, right? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't even like saying that because it sets up an expectation to be funny. And I am not funny. I'm not funny. Yeah, I'm an artist. I'm a an observationist. (laughs) Yeah, a nihilist, an absurdist. If if you laugh at the things that PJ says, that honestly says more about you because he's just saying truths. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's like laughing yeah. at Charles Manson. Like, well, you know, look beyond the facade and and listen to what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's good to have you back on the show. David Danella, same story. Wonder- yeah, except. Like, Wonderkin comedian. Yep. Uh, so, very young. Re- uh, really mm-hmm. just a young, hot, up and coming <laughs> comedian. Yeah. Um, only difference is I am trying to be funny, and if you're not laughing at me, I'm getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> that is exactly my vibe, too. I'm just like, I'm taking it very personally on stage. I'm starting mm-hmm. to berate the audience if I'm hosting yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting, I'm blaming it more and more on uh, people's liberal politics. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do the spooky voice. Oh, I can't say that now, can I? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I, yeah. I like to lecture like when I'm in like a uh you know a blue city, I like to lecture them about the fact that I've that I tour everywhere and that you know when I'm in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio, they eat my shit up and everybody needs to get over themselves. <laughs> cities under 200 k love this stuff. <laughs> the real real people. cities. Yeah. Small, small markets. We love small <laughs> markets. <laughs> Um, well, it's good to have you fellas on the show. Uh, we'll be talking about Final Fantasy VII here in just a Hell bit. Yeah. I, I, uh, last week, we, we covered Crisis Core. Like, uh, at least, I mean, covered oh it God. as in I had people just sort of talk. We just talked about it. Sure. Uh, this week, I'm kind of relegating for, like, the original game, the original PS1 game. But we can talk about Remake throughout and how it ties in. Like, Perfect. Um, but uh, which I know you guys want to get into because you guys are a couple lore heads, right? Big, couple big, big, big fan, big fan, big lore heads. Head. Yeah, couple historians. Yeah, a little. Yeah, but yeah, you got uh, double monocles on. We're about to get into it, but I do want to hear <laughs> what else you guys have been playing recently, David. What what's what? What have you been playing? So I have been in a um. I've been. I think Jeremy, when we last spoke. 
I told you that I'm kind of going through a renaissance in the sense that I had basically just been playing comfort games for mm, the entire pandemic. Like every yeah. time I'd come on this podcast, I'd be like, I'm playing Slay the Spire and Civ yeah. Five. <laughs> um, not so anymore. I, I'm growing. So uh, uncomfortable I have, games now. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I played uh, Integrade for uh, a podcast I'm doing, we're doing with Connor. And then I played, uh, I've been, I'm like mm, 55% through uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon because mm. I want to play Infinite Wealth and I've given up on trying to play all seven Yakuza games before that. So I said, I'll play Like a Dragon and then I'll play Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth and then I'll play yes. every game after that. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing Like a Dragon. My friends... My, my friends from back home, one of them did like an insane amount of research. He was like, I, I want a very specific game. He's like, I want a game that we can all play together online and like, you know, use as kind of like a communal space. But it also has to meet the needs of a game that I like. And the game he landed on was Conan Exiles. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds tight actually it's it, in some ways it's extraordinarily fun but it is a you know it is like a survival action rpg so it's i hate a game. to be this guy but you can see conan's wiener in that right yes i yes you can, at the beginning um, i think when you're like dressing him up is that right yes 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 you you there's um there are like three nudity settings which is none partial and all all is only available for men and it's just allow allows you to see their dongs. Uh. Um, so yeah. Um, but like, it's a, it's, it's a game that is like in some ways, like, you know, I understand why people like it because it kind of forces you back into that wonder of like early MMOs where discovering things is really like, Whoa, look at this. Oh, I can't believe we found this. But then on the other hand, it's like, I hate playing a game where it's like, all right, well, I have an hour, so maybe I should just go uh, chop down 80 trees. <laughs> and, and like, that's how I spend my time. Um, so I've been playing that. And that, so of it's course, that led... kind of game. It's like a Valhalla. Yeah, it's like a Valheim. Like Valheim, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's it, my my buddy spent more. They spend more time building their base than fighting people which to me it is absurd um and <laughs> this is and I'm, I'm, cool? I'm somebody who is has I, played what? wow off and on for 20 years what the hell is conan what is he he is a barbarian baby but what is is he just like <laughs> a, a does he have anything to do with like masters of the universe guy Beastmaster. I, 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 I don't think so i think he was like just his own um, thing and i know pj is going to come in and, and like answer this question beautifully but i think he was like a an image comics character from like the 70s or 80s and was yeah. it's got to be 70s because arnold and he was like hugely him, right? yeah and like his comic series is like hugely popular i i, I don't know anything about it um oh. but it, it's been like a staple for i guess like 50 years at this point and oh. Um, that that's why I, I think because the the comics have such a strong fan base and again there's probably like a really fascinating lore behind it and I bet it's 
done with like a sense of humor and stuff. I think that's why they're always trying to like get something out of the franchise because there are people that, you know, really care about it. Like it, I think on a smaller scale, it's and smaller, smaller scale and different goals. It's, it's got mm-hmm. that kind of staying power of like a Star Trek. Interesting. Yeah, the uh, Arrow released like a 4K Conan, the Barbarian box set. Mm. And I had it in my hands and I was like, because I love a box set. Oh, yeah. But I was like, I don't know about this Conan guy. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if I'm going to like this. I want to get the box set, but I I, I truly have no information on which to get it. Um, And then just real quickly to finish off the games thing, I'm also... uh, I am playing a little bit of Pal World because of that, which was insane because I was literally I was complaining to my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm sick and tired of turning on video games for the purposes of basically doing work. And then I was like, well, let me let me crack open this game that is, again, um, Pokemon. If you had to cut down 100 trees before you start your adventure. I that, I gotta say that, that this, conversation this new- sounds yeah. like when she reveals that she's cheating on you, mm-hmm. 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 and I'm not even looking at her. <laughs> yeah, she she starts it like, so David, you know how you cut down a lot of trees in your games? <laughs> well, that's kind of like how me and Jordan. Um, <laughs> um, well, that's uh, that's. I, I there's just all that like crafting and base building stuff. I've never I haven't let myself really like get into one of those like a Terraria yeah. or a Minecraft or you know. It's uh, you know people love them though. Stevens is always playing a new oh yeah one, yeah a new Steam something something in the bowels of Steam that's just some sort of sim slash combat thing. Totally, and I mean look. I mean, who among us didn't love Stardew Valley? But I like, I don't know. I just like playing a game where if my character doesn't drink water, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it matters so much in real life. Yeah, I already have I already have my own body and girlfriend telling me to drink more water. Yeah, yeah. I already have a complex <laughs> about it, you know, about how much little water I drink. Uh well, that's that's great. I'm glad you're playing stuff, dude. That's yeah. That's, uh, it's that's it's nice to be back. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have you, PJ. I know you gotta be ripping through stuff. Yeah, in secret. Um, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I've been playing under in a cave. <laughs> um, yeah, I love I love blockbusters. I'm a blockbuster boy. So um, I just finished uh, Super Mario Wonder. Um, that was really fun. And then right now I'm playing Intergrade um, just because I just want to catch up on everything to get ready for uh, Rebirth coming out. Um, but yeah, before that, I think like I played Spider-Man 2. I like Platinum that because that's an easy Platinum. I love Platinuming games. Yeah. Um, so like even though I played Blockbusters, I, I'm the same way. It feels like a chore because yeah. I have to do every Mysterio uh, mission, yeah, which yeah. is like time trials and like and beat everyone too. within the yeah. I I, I just I, I get very very obsessive. I put about two hundred twenty hours into um, Tears of the Kingdom. 
Um, and I told myself after that, I was like, okay, I think I sh- I'm going to be done with games for a bit. But I remembered that I bought that game with the Nintendo vouchers. And I was like, oh, I can get a free game right now. And Mario Wonder came out and then I platinum that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I said, I'm going to stop. And then Spider-Man <laughs> came out and it's just like a cycle, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, once Rebirth comes out, you're going to bet that I'm going to push it way beyond 100 hours. I'm going to platinum everything in that game. Um, but I don't mind because I, I want to live in Gaia. Um, that's the world map. That's that what the, the world map. map is called. Yeah. <clears throat> Unofficially, yeah, yeah. I think. IA. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually that though. I think that's what everyone has. In, well, in the original game, don't they? They think they call it that. I, I think, think there's like, how, or is it in the, the guide or something? The, or? It may be the guide, but there's also like a landmass where they call it like like Gaia's Rift or Gaia's Cliffs or something like that. And I think yeah. we everyone just Gaia's. assumed that that's the name of the Earth. Yeah, which is like, what? I I actually per- like that. I don't like thinking like this is Earth. No, you know. I like no. thinking like they have their own name for it. I don't like when like Coke and Pepsi show up to the to the program. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I like I I don't like any kind of like um reference to what we have. Yeah, you like like right. Nuka Cola or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like soda. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. true immersive uh, mm-hmm. uh storytelling. Soda. Yeah. Mario Wonder is is like a real joy and a real treat, and it was one where like my wife would come by and be like, "Jeremy, you just all you do is play baby games. You just play games for babies, you know." And I'd I be will like, "Put that away." Jordan's coming over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jordan, Jordan has a nice haircut, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jordan plays Jordan manly only games. Play- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's like I think Tyler was also bringing this up, and Tyler Schnupp is a guy who loves baby games, but was like, it's a little baby, baby stuff and going on in there. And yeah. Tyler has played a game with that. like an anthropomorphic raindrop that was mm-hmm. made by like the Canadian Water Department to teach children about conservation <laughs> yeah. to give and an for, idea of like what Tyler. And for all they knew about water, they still designed it to look like cum. <laughs> 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 You're talking about Dewey's adventure? Yeah. It should be yeah. viscous. <laughs> <laughs> but but don't we know water? Aren't we the water experts here? It's like, no, no, no. White and chunky. <laughs> um well, uh that's amazing. I've uh actually been on a um similar to you guys, I guess, but I I don't think I'll be joining you for that co-op episode. I've been playing back through all the Final Fantasy VII stuff leading up to rebirth. So I just finished <laughs> the main remake. And uh, and the intermission stuff, um, which I didn't realize that was way shorter than I remembered. I think you can get like five hours out of it if you're if you're collecting everything. And but if you're just because I was mainlining everything on easy for this go around mm, yep, just to same. see everything. Yeah, uh, I did in one sitting. I did the whole intermission. <laughs> well, you, you also have the 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 mini game. Uh, what's it called? For Condor. Condor. For Condor. Yeah, you could sink some yeah. a little bit of time. I, I I wouldn't say it's it's it takes that much, but I, I, I am I def- gonna go back and try to platinum that too. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, with Fort Condor. I said I hope I'll be seeing you in the sequel. 
Me too, man. It, it was giving me flashes of that uh, Final Fantasy VIII card game I like so oh, much. Triple yeah. Triad. Oh, Triple Triad. Oh, my God. Rest but they already peace. have that, Queen's Blood, in Rebirth. Hmm? Did they just spoil something? No. Oh, wait, wait, first of all, do you have oh, you're privileged right. information? Or no, 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 yeah, you're right. from a My uncle is <laughs> Nomura. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. You would have way um, cooler jackets if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, I would. Be sending would. you jackets on the regular. Um, uh, but yeah, the Queen's Blood seems like it's going to be the new triple triad, which sounds cool. I don't know if they're going to do another Fort Condor or if in the new one, you just straight up just defend Fort Condor. Yeah. I, Similar I, mechanics. I hope it would be really great if every city you went to in the rebirth had, you know, four or five Fort Condor little things to do. Like, I just, I just, I just thought they really nailed that in intermission. Like I really enjoyed playing that. I, mm-hmm. I, I love, I love, I loved that. Um, I love those things in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And I especially love when they are a pathway. This doesn't make any sense because it's not, it doesn't like you often have to sink way too much time into them, but I love when it's a pathway to being super overpowered early game. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, if you take a six hour detour and play a ton of this game, your characters will like slice through everything. Oh yeah. Well, so in my journey to play through everything before Rebirth, I'm now also playing Crisis Core. Did you guys play that re- that remake? That Crisis. Core? I didn't play the. I played the original on PSP in the back yeah. of a car. Oh, same. I, I played the PSP version a couple of years ago, but then this came out, and it's really great. It's really, really, it's it's it is that game, but it looks really nice, and it like I think it the they've cleaned up a lot of the combat in there. But there's this thing. Do you remember at the save points you could do those missions? Those like little, they're like VR like, missions or VR. They're like sliced, mm. like little bite-sized, almost yeah. like a roguelike that's like built inside the game. Yeah. And every time I turn that game on, I do no story and I do all those missions, like because <laughs> yeah. they're so fun. And now my character is like super overpowered. Like going into like the regular missions, I'm just. Yeah. decimating everything because I have yeah. all this upgraded gear and shit. It's it's really cool. Yeah, well, you know that, that is definitely a product. Oh, sorry. Peter. Oh, well, I was just going to say Rebirth it has dynamic um, enemy scaling? scaling. Yeah. So like even if you are too overpowered, like it's going to yeah. kind of adjust for you. That's How good. do you guys feel about that? I, 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 I like uh, I like being able to break break games. I think there's going to be a cap. I think there'll be like a ceiling, like a certain area, like like the 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 first area, like let's say they'll cap it all the way up to like level fifteen. The the monsters can't get any stronger than that. So you get to still feel powerful. Yeah. Um and then I feel like later areas, like I, I think they're gonna just be like super powered, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah, but like if if they're all like if Every monster gets up to like ninety nine. Like, no, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, because that was, I mean, that was sort of the some of the fun. Or, I mean, I remember in the original game to kind of dovetail it into into that. I mm-hmm. I remember grinding my ass off in that original game to become just so powerful. I mean, my plan was to fight those stupid weapons, and yeah. like I could never beat those guys. I never did. I never did through regular means. I, I had to wait till the 
re-ish the remasters came out and like you could just do like nine 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 damage and like not and like die and like yeah it breaks like you could just turn yeah. all that crap on and that must have felt really good oh dude and you're just wailing on him and i still died at one point somehow because they just <laughs> they do all these attacks that will just wipe your party out like clean yeah. like in one go anyway uh i, I do want to know what so i you guys are old school final fantasy seven fans right yeah. like you, you guys played the original ps1 game what was sort of your history with that um david what when did so, you find it weird um my my path was slightly weirder um was at a um like my dad's college friend's house and they were downstairs playing final fantasy 7 at one point and i was like i couldn't take my eyes off of it <laughs> I was like, I have to have this game. And I didn't have a PlayStation at the time. So I got the PC version of Final Fantasy VII. And that was my first experience with it, was playing it on the PC. Hell yeah. Um, which I've come to learn was a very bad port of the game. <laughs> sure, sure. But a lot of people um, played it that way, I think. Though. Yeah. My fr- I know um, my next door neighbor had it. He was playing it through his PC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, played it that way. And then... Uh, a couple of years later, had to had to get a PlayStation because Final Fantasy IX only came out for uh, play, PlayStation. And then I picked up a used copy of Final Fantasy VII and beat it again on the PlayStation. And that was, um, I, I guess, not the beginning of, but you know, I think I've probably played it all the way through, maybe you know, four, four times or five times, right about there. Yeah. Same, same yeah. with me. I think about that many. Like it's, I always would be like, it's my favorite game, but it's not like I played it over and over and over. I played like four times in like twenty yeah. years. You know? Yeah, and then I played. Um, you know, I've watched any companion anime I've watched, and sure. I played Crisis Core right when it came out on PSP. Um, but I never played Dirge of Cerberus. Oh, that's a that's a. I almost said that's a fun one. It's. Mm- decidedly not a fun one but it is <laughs> interesting yeah <laughs> uh, i've kind of i've like even wikipediaing it i'm like i don't understand what's going on um but well, i'm so intrigued by it and it seems like rebirth yeah. and remaster and rebirth are like folding like in telling the story it seems like they're trying to like yeah. be a little bit more unifying of all the stuff that's come specifically I think, I think intermission no, Intermission um, actually answer uh, has a lot of uh, Dirge of Cerberus stuff in it. Like that, do you get? Uh, I don't know if this isn't a spoiler, but you know, you finished Intermission, right? So you know mm-hmm. that those two weirdos in the basement of yeah. Shinra, they're they're from Dirge of Cerberus. That, the, I looked that up and found that they're out. They're the final yeah. bosses of Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, Weiss and Nero. That's right. Yeah, because yeah, Nero kind of yeah. looks like Vincent a little bit. He's got a Vincent vibe about him, you know. But here's 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 the thing with that: they are introducing them in intermission so that they don't have to re. Yes, they right. don't have to go back to them later. They're okay. getting them out of the way now because I believe that with the time, I don't I don't know what you call it, time dash R- or rift, the the, the break rift? in time, mm-hmm. it basically eliminates Dirge of Cerberus. Well, that yeah. was the question I was going to ask you guys is, do you think that they're going to try to eliminate all of the post Final Fantasy VII stories that they were well, telling? No, they said Advent Children is going to be, is going to play a role. And, and that's why they put it in theaters right now. I want, so, but do you think they're going to do something similar where they're going to fold that into the main timeline as opposed to like seeing it post 
seeing a post Final Fantasy VII world, like how Advent Children takes place, like after the events of the game, because Dirge of Cerberus also takes place after the events of the game. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to try to fold all those characters into whatever main quest we're doing. It could I be mean, interesting. They, I, they already yeah. did. They already mm-hmm. did. Like the the Sifiroth children are the the whispers of fate. What are they called? The the arbiters of fate that mm-hmm. you fight at the end of remake. Like, oh, that's those three. Them. Yeah. That's them. that is. Yeah, I didn't know that. Whoa, mm-hmm. they have the same weapons. Whoa. They do. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I haven't rewatched Advent Children in a long time. I know it's going to be loser stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> but the action I mean, sequences is what it's all about. Yeah. But, like, next it's week, why we're I didn't covering go back that, and, so. it's, it's why I didn't go back and play Crisis Core. Like, I just cannot watch those cutscenes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is one cutscene in Crisis Core that I do like, where Sephiroth like cuts off the big cannon. You know the big cannon oh, yeah, thing yeah. in Junon yeah. or whatever. He just like slices it off, and I'm just like, we were so wheels off back then when we were making stuff. Like everything was just like Star Wars prequels, like so many lightsabers flying around, people doing flips, just yeah, nothing. You know, nothing grounded about any fight sequence. And we also like we. I mean. I mean, we were all we were all there. We were the the <laughs> the flashback of Nibelheim, where you get to see Sephiroth fight. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wanted, everybody wanted Sephiroth as like a playable character. Everybody wanted to just see more of Sephiroth, like see what made him the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, and so like Crisis Core, like was scratching that itch in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's a weird game because Crisis Core attempts to like tell a story about fr- tell a story from a different point of view that you've already seen, but then mm-hmm. also tell this new story about these new guys like Angeal and stuff. Mhm. And then Sephiroth just has his own thing going on. And I I just kind of like that about him that no matter what anyone else is squabbling about Sephiroth is just like on has like a one tracked mind in a different direction. Like yeah. I don't e- I don't care about <laughs> anything that you guys are talking about. Uh, let's let's get into so the, the uh, uh, PJ. What about you with the original game? When did you find it? Like what was your? I, I remember it was EB Games at the mall, and I was just like looking at video games. And at the time, I had a PlayStation, but I only had two games. I only had um. Time Crisis and um, Small Soldiers. Oh, Those are the I, two dude, games I, I own. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I was still kind of, like, learning about, like, video games at that time. Because I didn't have a system until the Genesis came out. But when I got a Genesis, it was like a used Genesis and the PlayStation was already out. My parents were like, okay, we'll let you have this, like, very cheap old console. And so when I finally got the PlayStation, I think we put it on layaway. I just didn't really know what I was getting myself into, you know? All I, I just remember like watching a friend play a demo of Metal Gear Solid and that kind of, that was incredible to me. So uh, I was just looking to buy a game um, for cheap. And I saw that it had that green stripe on the side, greatest hits. 
and that means it's only $20. And I looked at the back of it, and it was a thick case, and I thought, well, this is a good deal for my mom's money, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's a thicker case. It's only $20. It looks kind of cool. And my mom, I showed it to my mom. She was like, how much? $20? Okay, sure. And she bought it. And um, I just remember playing it thinking, like, why doesn't every game look like this? Not realizing that it's just a JPEG image with, like, 3D models, you know, laid on top of it. But I thought it looked phenomenal on a CRT monitor. And I played it over and over and over again, like, definitely more than five times. I've just played. That was my childhood, you know? Um, grinding away, just like, I, I, I love video game cinematics. So like, it was just a joy just getting to watch those cutscenes. you know, like it, that was my endorphin, like, uh, reward system getting to the point where like Sifroth turns o- away and walks into the fire. Oof. Um, and uh, I, I have a lot of fond memories of just being a kid playing that game, sitting in the living room when my parents weren't using it and just playing that game mm-hmm. endlessly all day. Um, and I, even in school, I would just draw the buster sword um, <laughs> on like the uh, like in my notes on the on the side yeah. of the paper where there's a little bit of a gap. I drew the buster sword over and over again. I learned how to draw all the characters because they have wow. such perfect silhouettes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every character is so unique. Yeah. Um, it, I was I was thinking that when I was playing the remake this last time, I was I was like this is a good-looking cast. Like Yeah. them all lined up side by side. It's like got real it's got that Avengers quality of like mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we got, you know, the the scrappy and the big and the dog <laughs> like you got everybody here <laughs> yeah it really is the star wars of video games truly yeah. yeah uh i was talking about that so much last week just like how many parallels to star wars there are in that game so many and uh and and in the series writ large you know yeah um that's really that's really interesting yeah i told the story I'll, I'll keep telling the story over and over but like uh my my when I first got a PlayStation, it was like a simp. My parents moved me across the country to Texas from California, so it was like mm-hmm. a sympathy purchase. They're like they're like, he's depressed. Let's get him a PlayStation, but they didn't give me a memory card. So I remember I would just uh, play the first disc all the way through over oh and God. over and over until I finally got a memory card. <laughs> <laughs> So you had no problem with remake just being Midgar because that was like your experience. Was, with the game. Totally, to- <laughs> yeah. Um, although I will say, like, uh, you know, I I'm I am so excited to play through all the other sequences in Final Fantasy VII. Like, I do like Midgar fine, but like that there, I have I have a lot of fond memories with like every other place to me is to me is just as important and cool in a, in, mm. in a way. I mean, maybe not yeah. calm as a town is not like uh, that popping, but like, I, I mean the golden saucer is like a huge part of that game. And like, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't believe we're going to get to see all that. Like it's crazy. I, yeah. I just, I don't know how they're going to fit it all in and, and, and they're making two games of the open world and i'm still like how are they gonna do it all because my i I, i'm sure it's the same with you david my imagination of final fantasy 7 is so grand and big um and i i cannot believe that they actually 
nailed it with remake part one. So for them to meet my expectations of the foggiest part of uh-huh. um, Final Fantasy VII, which is the open world, because so much uh-huh. happens and it's almost like cliff notes. Um, it's it's that they have an insurmountable task ahead of them. I mean, it, it's wild, and like to to go back to Crisis Core. I mean, even incorporating Wu Tai, which I don't know if that's happening in this game or not, is like. That is a completely skippable part of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the side quest is like so fun and insane. And mm-hmm. also the backstory of Crisis Core. And now, you know, some like to some extent, in, you know, integrate like all that stuff is is part of the story. You know, mm-hmm. that is that is part of the story. And so I I agree. I mean, even, you know. Uh, like, can you can you act like when can you first access Lucretia's cave? I mean, this stuff like there is just so much oh, going yeah, on. Yeah. Submarine like, that is when you in get that the submarine. area. When you get the submarine, yeah. like there is so much going on. And like, will we be piloting these vehicles? Like, and will it feel yeah. cool to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's a big question because I that you know with this original game, vehicles were a huge important part of it that I remember thinking was like. Oh, it's so badass! Like I get to fly this fucking plane around, and like, like you said, PJ, like, yeah, sure, but it is, it is like this like shitty rendered little thing, and like this really shitty looking open world. But it didn't matter to me at the time. It looked so cool, and yeah, um, I, I completely forgot that you could just go in a submarine, and there's an entire underwater map mm-hmm. that you yeah. can explore. Yeah. That's crazy. There's, and there's like two or three big, biggish things to do. You go get the Hades materia down there in like the sunken ship, you know. Yeah, there's, the Yelnica. Yeah, there's the submer- There's Lucretia's cave, which is, and you and I feel like with Rebirth, and you know, I could be wrong, but I feel like you know, with remake, they they took really small ideas that they had in the original game and blew them out, like. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, Lucretia's Cave is a s- tiny, small thing you do in the original game. But, like, to, ha- to see that blown out, I, I, that's what I've always wanted. You know, more of this. Like, more yeah. of, like, what this was. Who are these people? And, like... Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's what makes the original game um, and, and, and so many games from that era. I mean, but, but also because, you know, the internet was so much more mysterious at that time uh it always i'm sure both of you felt like this about so many games where it would sometimes feel like i mean i think the clearest example right were all the rumors about what you could do in pokemon sure right Mm -hmm. it was like oh like you can move the like why is that truck there and you know you can move it and you know muse there and there's a way to get a peekaboo and all this stuff it's like there were all these it, it just felt like games had all these layers to them that were just waiting to be found. And I mean, the idea that, oh yeah, if you use the submarine and you get to this little place and you know to dive there, you'll actually see a hole in the ground and you can Mm -hmm. go through that and then you can rise up again. And then you find a cave that is like uh, where Sephiroth's mother was buried or something like that (laughs) is like, and, and if you got this optional character that you get by doing this optional side quest that's you know not 
well explained in the game, right. uh, then he will give you all this backstory on that. Like it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but but now in in this game, you know, we're we're kind of expecting all of this stuff to be, you know, realized mm-hmm. in a way that you know or originally they could just kind of throw it out there and like let it just be these like little just amazing breadcrumbs for people to find yeah yeah i can't i i just remember i i guess maybe like reading a magazine and like they were talking about vincent and yuffie and i was like i've played the game like twice i don't know who are these people i had no idea they were extra characters and it was just baffling to me like replaying it and then these two extra people are in my party all the way to the end they don't show up in the FMV cutscene, no. but like there they are. Like there were two there there were two gaps for them all along when everyone's like at the crater uh, at the very end where we're all right. like surrounding Sifiroth, you know? Like there they are and I'm just this is crazy. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's Man. wild. Yeah, I'm uh yeah, it, it's going to be definitely very interesting to see how they how they portray all of this stuff like uh lucretia's cave is a really good one to bring up actually because it's it's something that didn't actually look like much either like it looked like but like i want to see that bigger you know it, it's like easier to imagine how like rocket town is going to look you know than than mm-hmm. lucretia's cave just because rocket town is just much more of a design to it and you know uh and they're all like flashback sequences yeah it's a lot of flashback sequences to yeah. both the characters. So like the, 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 the first level of rebirth is basically setting you up for like, Hey, get ready. There's going to be a lot of this like yeah. type of storytelling. Have you guys both played the demo for rebirth? Yeah. I have. Not I, I chose yet. not to, cause I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to do it in the, when I have it. Yeah. 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 I, I want to, uh, well, here's an interesting question. Here's, here's a question that I want to pose to you guys. Uh, you're not taking your save with you from remake. That that was like I I kind of didn't expect that. I don't think I'm that annoyed with it. But how do you guys feel about that? That we did all you did all this work to like level up these materials and like collect it. Like do what do we think they're gonna give us at the beginning of Rebirth? Is it gonna be like a surrogate for what we would have been taking with us <laughs> out of Midgar? Uh, I hear that a chocobo shows up and steals all your materia. Oh, interesting. And then, uh, and then you're just, that's how you start. No, he, I, they know, eat I, it. They eat yeah. it. <laughs> they become like a godlike chocobo, like just fucked up. <laughs> they, they become the summon materia fat chocobo. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, I, I love that summon. And then another so flashback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What, I mean, it's I mean, got to be, it's got to be Yuffie. Yuffie's got to steal it and then she loses it. And then yeah. Oh, that's a great that's call. That's it. Yeah. So you think they're going to give us back like Bahamut and I- Ifrit and Shiva and all those? Summons? I think so. I yeah. think I, I think mm-hmm. those summons will come back because you always had them in the original game. Um, I think. Or like your weapons, you know, like you 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 can level those all the way out. You cannot, but you're not taking that data with you. So it's like a. I feel like the way they could work around that is like maybe you meet a blacksmith who could like reproduce those weapons and armor. 
from the past if you wanted them. But they're still going to do the same thing where like, oh, if you get like this crazy looking sword, then use it so many times you can get its special ability and then you can put it back on the buster sword, you know? Um, yeah. Because they, they, like part of the fun is getting the new weapons along the way. Um, yeah, having to use the nail bat for a while. Oh, man. And then yeah. getting rid of it as soon as possible. Like, yeah. Because yeah. it yeah. just ruins cutscenes. Dude, you know? or oh, it enhances God. them, yeah. depending on how you're looking at it. There, there were several yeah. times where Cloud just straight up had to cut something very fine, and he's using the <laughs> nail bat to do it, and it's just like, yeah. I don't get this, but... Um, yeah, I'm. I uh, I was uh, now. Do, how many times have you guys played the remake? Have you guys played it a, f- a couple of times or just once? Or just once? Over yeah. and over. Yeah, over yeah. and over again. PJ, I don't know how you feel about this. I I would on my second playthrough, I was a lot less hot on the additive stuff, like the stuff that they added to it, like Roche or whatever as a character. I don't. Okay, love. so here's my thing about Roche. Here we go. Roche. <laughs> is going to be really cool because we are going to see the side effects of Mako deteriorate a soldier because that's what uh, Mako does. Like they always warn against using Mako to enhance soldiers because they always end up crazy and fucked up. So right now in uh, Roche's arc, we're seeing him at his most powerful, right? We're seeing him like he just started taking Adderall. I think in the next one, we're going to see him deteriorate and we're going to see him become a shell of himself. Mm. Because right now, like in that first in, in remake, he's like super powerful. He's like, I need a challenge. Oh, you're a formidable foe. I'll see you again. We're going to yeah. see him uh, again. And he's just going to be like kind of uh, he's going to be on the, the downslope of, of like Mako that, uh... poisoning cloud and disc two stuff where he's just like yeah eyes spiraling you know can't move yeah those soldiers get fucked up that's cool i love i i mean that that would be that would be cool i hate him in that remake i think he's just annoying he's annoying and he and he barely fits you know and there's there's other examples of that like uh what's his name there's a guy i also don't like in the the johnny les Leslie, no Johnny, I like. Okay, Leslie is like this. Do you remember Leslie PJ? He's Cornero. Cornero's lackey. He's got white hair and a hat. Oh, and yeah, yeah. and you have to go back into the sewers with him to chase that little fuckeroo around. Yeah. And his story is basically like he lost his girlfriend or sister to Corneo or something, and he's it's yeah. all about revenge. And it's like again, it's like a character they just sort of added to give more texture i think to what was going on mm-hmm. and again it's like any time that they did anything referential to the original game i was like really happy with their choices but anytime it was like additive character i was like i don't know yeah it's, it's it was hard like to that pickpocket girl i forgot right her name. yeah She's yeah like, she just looks like tifa to me yeah yeah absolutely yeah or there was another character that Maybe it's we're talking to the same one who who reminded me of Yuffie. It's like the what the the news lady, you know who I'm talking about? Who's like, here's the news from Shinra's latest. She like tell you the news and then she begs everyone for money yeah. <laughs> afterwards. She's like, come on, pay up. This news ain't free. It, yeah. it's like the it, it's the issue that has I think plagued 
square since maybe Final Fantasy. I, I'll say Final Fantasy 13 is where it felt like it really started. Um, where it's just like, like one, like where it starts feeling like, okay, there's like, there's like filler content. And I know there's been filler yeah. content in all of them, mm-hmm. but I think with the voice acting, like with the ability to like really put these things in your face, like it, it, it has made certain things feel like, like just like fluff and just like extra in a way that is a little bit obnoxious. And I, and I, I, I think that's one of the reasons why I, they're, why I think the remake or whatever it's called remaster is like the most is maybe their most successful project in like a long time is because they have they they you know they have to work within like the restraint of you know and and I I, I think probably if if you showed somebody you know the original Final Fantasy seven they'd be like oh this is considered restraint but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like they 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 have to they they have to stay on the rails somewhat mm-hmm. of like what was already in the original one so yeah so there's not this opportunity to just like i mean i i i think you know i i think for a company that made so many special games and even when they didn't you know even when they didn't make a perfect game they were making these weird games that were interesting and pushing things i think square like you know i don't want to get into like me complaining about you know 13 14 is actually kind of nice but 13 (laughs) 15 and uh 16 16 and like what final fantasy is and isn't and all that stuff but i like this this game i i it makes me both appreciate what they can do and also like god why don't you why do you guys do this but (laughs) i think you're right about roche pj i think again like i I think that feels like there's a plan there yeah i i mean i I hope so especially if it's something like what you pitch pj i mean that would be i would be happy with that like seeing somebody kind of a goof goof em up guy turns into just a very sympathetic sad (laughs) character would be a fun uh, not i mean fun's the absolutely wrong word but it would be a good arc for a character to go through uh let's get into the some lore stuff really quick because i know i i I was been itching to talk to you guys about some of this stuff um Mm -hmm. now pj you were on the last time that we talked about it in 2020 so long ago like the, the last time we really talked about the remake and all of the implications of the end of remake and how we're going into rebirth uh, replaying it, I think one thing I didn't quite clock before and that I've really got the sense of this time, and tell me if you think I'm off here, but like, it seems like at the end of that game, your party and Zack and Cloud switch places. They like, they like cross each other. Like, you cross into a, a different timeline, right? Once you leave Midgar. Is that, is that your understanding of it? I didn't, th- I didn't see that. No. I, I, but I that, also like, don't know. I don't know. There's that like dog. There's like the animal character that switches. Well, end, yeah. Right? So that proves that to me, I think that proves that, okay, this is just an alternate timeline, right? The, the one where, that we're, the one that we've been playing in. Um, 
or the one that I we're think, crossing? I think there's or, three yeah. timelines. Okay. There's three timelines. There is the original OG timeline. I think there is the remake timeline that splinters off mm-hmm. that we're playing right now. And then I think there's the new Zack timeline that splinters off as well because mm-hmm. Zack still lives. And I think it all culminates to... I mean, man, I just I hope they call part three reunion because we're going to reunite Zach and Cloud for the final battle. I think that's where it leads to. Interesting. Like the timelines will converge. Yeah. So reunion takes on a deeper meeting. That's what I think. Yeah, I I think um, I I also like this possibility that um, that remake is a sequel. And uh, it definitely is. 100% yeah. is a like sequel. Like that this is yeah. that this is that the the connection between the original game and the remake is that somebody is is has figured out a way to kind of give us give us a timeline where I don't know if it's saving Aerith or saving well, Zack or It's mm-hmm. it's funny you brought up all of the Mew stuff from Pokémon or like Pika Blue because mm-hmm. That was the big thing with Final Fantasy VII on, on the schoolyard. It was, it was if you do this, if you get your game shark and you mm-hmm. input this, you can you can have Aerith through the rest of the game, which it feels like that meta textual thing kind of going on here. Where I think that I mean I think maybe we all kind of feel that of like Aerith may not die the same way this time. Like I don't know if that I mean it, she might, yeah. but. That's the big question. I think that is yeah. like the big selling point for Rebirth. Everyone's like, what is going to happen? And it's yeah. so exciting. Um, it, I still so want brilliant. to be hurt. Yeah. I want to be hurt. Yeah. I still want you to rip my heart out again. Yeah. Personally. But I don't know. Like if if the new ga- if the new timeline is Game Shark, <laughs> then <laughs> the Game time. Shark timeline, the Game yeah. Shark era, <laughs> then I don't know. Like m- maybe she exists in Zach's timeline. I-, I avoided the final trailer because it looked like it was full of spoilers, but I did catch a glimpse of Zach with Aerith. Right. And I feel like maybe she's in some kind of coma in his timeline, and then when she dies in. The remake timeline, maybe she awakens. She rebirths in Zack's timeline, and they have to... She becomes part of his party, and they have to find a way to get to Cloud's timeline, I feel. That's what I think. There's there's so many options. I, I, and if, if all this is, is just a, like a coordinated PR campaign to get people who have played this game back in, like, backwards and forwards for 20 straight years for 25 straight years at this point yeah. to be surprised again when Aerith dies then that's also incredible yeah. yeah it's kind of like they put themselves in a position where either choice is kind of fun to consider at this point yeah. the implications of because if it just happens again after all of this hullabaloo <laughs> i'll be happy with that too like what a subversion to be like we're setting up multiple timelines. We're giving you all these paths for Aerith to not die, only to see her die again, like yeah. in the same way. That would also be good. <laughs> and that's what Final Fantasy VII OG was all about. It was about processing death. Mm-hmm. The game 
I, I, I don't know who, like, maybe Nomura or someone was like, they, I guess they experienced some kind of death. And, like, a lot of, like, Cloud's pontifications is, like, about the grieving process, you know? Everything beyond Aerith dying is just them, like, dealing with their feelings and emotions and you hear like their inner monologues about death and it gets really dark and there's like flashback sequences of cloud trying to run after Aerith, but he's like stuck oh, yeah. in one spot yeah. you know it's that is man it would be such a shame if we didn't get to experience that again yeah. you know yeah we i was texting with a friend recently and 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 we were he was reminding me just like a like how much of a like a loser cloud is like yeah. and how and and how your party is actually they fail like your party at the end of that original game the point of it is like the the planet just gets fucked up yeah. and you even see that at the end of remake where they, there's a quick flash during that final battle and it, it's to red 13 and his like children running yeah. like in that final post credit thing and and they wave it off and i think someone even says like that's not going to happen this time like this not this time but like that's not going to happen like let's keep going let's keep fighting and it's like because in that original game yeah the meteor just wins it just like <laughs> just it's a like, bad ending yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all you see at the end is all you see is like Aerith's energy like wrapping around the meteor, and then it's a bit ambiguous. Yeah. Because it just ends, right? Yeah. Um, Until Red 13 shows up and everything's destroyed. So, like, did Aerith fail? But I guess uh, the movie Advent Children kind of retcons that in that. Everyone still survives and everyone's still rebuilding. I'm I'm still a little hazy on what happened there. Yeah, I think it was kind of an unsatisfying like story they they were weaving in that movie ultimately uh, for a lot of people because I think yeah. It, yeah because for that same reason of like oh we kind of felt like maybe it was destruction carnage like maybe this ended in a more bleak way but now it seems like it just ended in a less bleak way almost as if nothing had happened with that meteor or whatever but um yeah and like the implication is like 200 years in the future yeah they've kind of just rebuilt made a greener world or something like that (laughs) as opposed yeah um, we're on a we're on a bit of a time crunch. We're about to head out of here uh, with you fellows, but I do want to hear from you guys. Uh, what is a what is a specific moment or sequence from the original game that you're particularly excited about experiencing in Rebirth? I can I'll go first to give you guys a second to think. I have always really liked that side quest. It's not a side quest. It is part of the main linear story path, but like Barrett and Dine their whole like friendship slash rivalry slash like where they split and him having to like adopt Marlene, that that whole sequence in the original game, I always like really loved and would anticipate that sequence when I would replay the game. I'd be like, I just like, it was just such a grounded like little story to happen, like in the middle of everything. Yeah. Um, you go to that like prison underground. Uh, the uh, it's like beneath the gold saucer. I think yeah. it's like the, like a little prison desert area, and there's that whole like cut scene of like 
uh, them getting shot, like Barrett's holding Dine's arm, and they're both their arms get like torn apart by the bullets or whatever. Like I just like love that whole that whole side thing is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, just like, um, I, I, again, one of the things I really like about Final Fantasy VII is that they they really give Barrett a story. You know, it's um, you think that he's just kind of going to be the guy that gets things started, um, but he's he really gets a story. And, and I didn't realize this, but there's this fascinating like 12 part article series on Kotaku where a Japanese translator talks about the differences in Final Fantasy sevens. Oh, let's translation. mosey. Yeah, yeah the, let's Tim, mosey the, the Tim Rogers thing. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Like, and you know, hearing PJ, like, you would love this, this shit, dude. It's I'll, awesome. I'll yeah. send it to you, PJ. Yeah. Yeah. Please. And just going into like what Barrett and Aerith's characters were like in the, uh, in the Japanese version of the game how, versus how they were characterized in the American version, um, is, is, is just, um, it, it, it makes me sad that that wasn't the, people that we got to see in that original game even though there are shadows of it Mm -hmm. um but um i i think the thing from the original game that i'm interested in is uh well actually are are we gonna get chocobo breeding like i hate to say it but like i love a minigame and i'm i want to i want to get a you get you are getting chocobos right you i I bet getting up to black or something like that there will be an answer for that in the in in this I hope that I mean I hope there is. It doesn't yeah. seem like it seems more like you're catching them. Hmm. It doesn't seem like there's breeding. I think there's like a lot of customization, but they want to limit you from getting too powerful of a chocobo until you get to the area where you need to upgrade their abilities, you know, for like terrain and stuff. Um it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. From what I've seen. I love the I, I, that was a that was a surprisingly fun system to engage with though in the original game it was like getting the different colored chocobos you'd be like oh i got the turquoise i can't wait to go run around the water yeah um yeah. so david that would be it for you is the is the is engaging with the chocobo stuff I, yeah and i know that's a such a a wimpy answer but no 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 i love it <laughs> how else are you gonna get knights of the round oh my god um pj what about you particular sequence that you're um it is i don't know if this this probably this isn't going to be in rebirth i think this is going to be in the third one but uh this the moment that tifa breaks away from the party to go take care of cloud in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and the whole city just demolishes that was the coolest cutscene to me it was so colorful it was during the day and it's like this little town that just gets torn apart and then they fall into the abyss and then it triggers Tifa exploring Cloud's mind. Yeah. And I think that is going to be trippy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. dude. Because it's the, it, everything is already so trippy and heightened and big. And I think exploring Cloud's mind and like the endless possibilities of like his subconscious it's going to be like graphically incredible. It's going to be um then you get to see how much of a loser Cloud really is. 
It's the you best know? part of the. It's the best part of the game, I think. It's like the yeah. that that whole story where you realize that he's a fraud, an imposter. Yeah. It's yeah. oh, it's so great, and he's been so, especially in this remake too. They they portray him as so over the top, moody and brooding. Yeah. It's gonna that when that castle comes crashing down, it's gonna be so satisfying because yeah, and and I, I just love how much everyone, all the girls love him for being yeah. so moody and pathetic. Again, it's like it's a very unlikable trait that they yeah. are showing, and they are going to punch punch down on him. Yeah, moving forward, but but like going back to that 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 um that subconscious sequence. It's like there's a central hub there Mm -hmm. and you get to you go to like the different parts of his mind Mm -hmm. where like you go back to Nibelheim, you see what actually happened. You go back to the when they were kids to the the, the tower, water, tower, the water tower, and you get to see like, you know, what actually happened there. I think that is going to be such a cool visual and sequence. Can't wait. There's a there's again through replaying it, there's all these lines Tifa has to Cloud that are so funny. Knowing like knowing what she knows already, like she already knows he's an imposter. So, like there's this moment where he's like hanging off a ledge and she saves him and like grabs his hand and she just says to him like, "If you're gonna play the hero, you got to be better than this." Uh, (laughs) It's like such a heartbreaking line knowing the truth about this the situation <laughs> wait that was in remake or in, that's in, in remake the original yeah. in that remake. is so she knows yeah that's yeah. crazy yeah well because she has to because she remembers zach and she remembers that cloud shows up in his little uniform like just a grunt well, she doesn't you know? because right he does she he never takes off his helmet around her right yeah he protects her with the helmet on yeah oh is and that true like that she doesn't know she ne- she never sees him because when he has him? his when he takes his helmet off I think she gets like she gets uh, the implication is that when she gets like beat up by Sephiroth uh, she doesn't remember that part mm. or or she doesn't remember that it's Cloud that saves her so in her mind he was never there yeah that's interesting that's why she's so confused and it's also part of her character to be very insecure and doubtful. She, like, she doubts herself a lot. So when Cloud's telling that story, she's like, oh, um, yeah, go on. Like, she kind of knows the truth, but she doesn't want right. to say anything. That was always my impression, was that she did know kind of what was going on. But, like, it's like, Cloud's telling this story. You know, you don't want to interrupt. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah just let them tell their... <laughs> well, she, I mean, like, you also got to think, like, the, these characters are, like, 20, 21 you know, so oh, like they're 16? super insecure. I think Yuffie's supposed to be 16 years old. Yeah. I mean, according to the original manual, she was. Yeah, right. well, yeah. she's 16. Everybody, Aerith is 21 and everybody else is 20. Yeah. And it's funny because like, it's like the first time that it, it was the first time that uh, Square had older characters. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they're they always teenagers. Yeah. In, in Final Fantasy games. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, I think it's like, it's also interesting because like Tifa and Aerith, you know, our two girlfriends, um, uh, our collective two girlfriends, uh, they have such like opposing characters. And I love that Aerith is just so confident and like, you know, peppy while Tifa is, you know, 
you know, bombshell girl that like is just really insecure and in her own head. And it makes sense for her to not want to correct Cloud. And yeah. I think maybe she like gains confidence by the end. I think yeah. I think that's where she's going. There's moments in the original too, I think, where it after the calm thing, you like approach Tifa and she's like, Oh, nothing. Like, don't don't worry about it. He's like, What's wrong? She's like I just nothing like it's, it's stuff yeah. like that where she's like clearly like bothered by something but not wanting to yeah. to say it. Yeah, it's also yeah. got to be insane because right you you've got this guy who's telling the story and it it's you don't remember him being there but he knows the whole story. Yeah, right. And that's a mind fuck too. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's well, wild. fellas, thanks for joining. A long time coming. I'm glad to get this one on the books. It was a, Thanks it was for a pleasure. Me. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, if you're listening to this out there, go go check out the companion episode to this, which will be Connor's co-op episode, I think. It'll be a really great listen to, for folks who, wanna, who want more of these two guys and more talking about Rebirth, talking about Remake, talking about Intermission. It's going to be really exciting. Hope to have you both on for like a first impressions type of thing for when Rebirth yeah. does come out. Um, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll schedule that out. Why don't you go ahead and plug before we get out of here, David, where you where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, We Improv on Tuesday nights, playing with my group Money Talks Bullshit Walks. Um, find me on socials at David LaSoul. Um, eh, I think that's it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you want, look, hey, you know, I'm I'm playing games online more. So uh, oh. if anybody if anybody has yeah. an offer of a game uh, that is more fun than Conan. Um, also, by the way, uh, Rodrigo, I'm sorry if you hear this episode and you're finding out that uh, Conan. You don't is, like Conan? Is only okay for me. David doesn't <laughs> I'm like so Conan. So sorry. This is how you're finding out. He's furiously texting his other friends. You guys also not like Conan? Uh, PJ, where can people find you? Um, I mean, in the LA. Uh, in um, the LA. Yeah. Uh, I I'm on a Herald team at UCB called Lohan. We have two shows left, and then I get cut. And then <laughs> very <unlikely>. um, <laughs> and then I host one big jam Sunday nights at five thirty, so you can jump up and play with me before I get cut, and then I take a sabbatical. Um, and then uh, also uh, the Shared Experience Studio. It's my school in theater, and uh, we have a show on Wednesday nights at Lyric Hyperion. And if you ever want to like take classes, you can check us out online. And uh, my social is don't. It's not. It's not great. So I'm not going to give it. Yeah. <laughs> at Peach McCormick. To, uh, nice. Whatever. Well, guys, we'll see you on the other side. See you soon. See you soon. The other side of Cosmo Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. And now, welcome. Back to the program, Patrick Ellers. Hello, Aaron. thank you for having me. It's Aaron, and you are? Patrick! <laughs> thank you. The return yeah. of the, uh, the, the SpongeBob. Um, it didn't change from drop. the last time you no, pitched. No, I know. It was a week ago. <laughs>
<laughs> Although I do love it might maybe maybe this will be the unprecedented first time we have a mid-year change. I, no, no. A I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here. I'm not here to upset precedent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm precedent I'm Shinra. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I did I did bring with me today so that uh, we we wouldn't be I I, I brought my cloud amiibo oh uh, and and so and of course the uh, the the Sephiroth oh! uh, uh, amiibo so they they are perched on either wing. side of my computer yes one big black wing oh my <laughs> god it's beautiful it's cool that's gorge that is absolutely gorge do y'all have well, well we got to introduce yeah. and now welcome to the program Roxy Poke. Hello, it's so nice to be here talking about Final Fantasy VII with you boys. I can't wait. Yes. The lady raking in the chips is gonna be Roxy. Jiggle sandwich. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, uh, Roxy Poke. I, I'm excited. I sadly don't have any uh, Final Fantasy VII themed amiibos, but I have plenty of other memorabilia over here. I'm gonna grab a thing. <laughs> Hold on, let me grab this thing. I'm I'm glad that we're all yeah. These oh oh my god, those. I love those. Yeah, they're great. Do you have a whole set or just just yeah. the cloud? I bought I bought I, I think it was like fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or something way too much, and it's like two hundred dollars. <laughs> I just got it from Amazon, and they like and they all came. Every single one came the whole set, so now they're all just like lined up. These That's are, awesome. These those are, are the, like blind boxes, right? Yeah, they're like blind boxes. But mm. I think if you buy them in a set, you're okay. guaranteed each one. Maybe you're not guaranteed. I don't want to say that, and then somebody, you know, makes a big boo boo. Uh, <laughs> just, just to be clear, what what that is that Jeremy's holding up? It's the yes. low poly Final Fantasy VII uh, figures. Yeah, they're basically out, like three D printed little yeah. things, but like, yeah. they, but they're really cool. Like yeah. they they stand up. <laughs> <laughs> it looks just like they do in the game with their big uh, ball arms. Yeah, look at Red 13. Oh, that's so good. Oh, he's cute. That's awesome. I love yeah. that this is also how they look in the game sometimes. Yes, <laughs> it's not, right. <laughs> it's not how they look during battle. It's not how they look, look during cutscenes. Cut yeah, except yeah. for some cutscenes. Some cutscenes, they do choose the blocky uh, the blocky hand. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it's good to have you both on the program here. I'm going to turn down my mic just a tiny bit. Patrick, uh, yeah. welcome back to also the Road to Rebirth stuff we're doing. Remember when I was going to call it One Winged Memories? I do. Yeah. I think I, I think uh, Road to Rebirth is is much is a much better name. Have you ever done that where you're like uh, you've already set up a thing that you're yes. doing and then. When you're literally typing out the episode description, you're like, actually, I think of a, I think I think I just thought of a better name. Yeah, <laughs> and you just completely change gears. Yeah, and the best the best method there is to keep drawing attention to the fact that you changed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the my episode description for the last episode was just like, so originally we we're gonna call this a different name, and now we're gonna call it, but it, actually the other name makes sense too. Like I'm also defensive about the other name. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody needs to know that you were hit by inspiration, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> uh, uh, I really want to, uh, you know, c- quickly update you know, if you've been playing anything else before we get started in our discussion. I want to know if you've been. Uh, Ooh. Did you turn on Mario v Donkey Kong yet? Yes. It's, it's dropped. Uh, I am. Uh, I have. Uh, I am at the beginning of the eighth world of uh, Mario Dang. versus Donkey Kong. Uh, I am fearful that this game is way too short um, because uh. I want to. It's a. Uh, it's got that perfect like. Um, 
bite-sized puzzle platformer formula down where I just want to keep playing it. Um, it doesn't feel like I'm getting a ton of like, you know, I'm not being like made better by this product or, uh, you know, my perspective on anything isn't changed, but I am enjoying myself. Yeah. I picked it up. I haven't yeah. turned it on yet. Turn it so, on. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I just had stuff to do yesterday. Had to watch Grizzly Man with a group of fellas, you know. You got to watch Grizzly Man with Sometimes the fellas. Sometimes you got to Some... turn on Grizzly yeah. Man with the fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Is we that were a new episode of it? No. Are they still making new episodes of that? No, or? no, no. It's a it's like this doc, it's a documentary. It's like a feature documentary called Grizzly Man. It's the Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah, it's a Hertz the Herzog thing oh, about Timothy. Oh, never mind. I have no idea what this is then, I guess. No, it's about this guy <laughs> who lived with bears in Alaska. Uh Oh, the man who got killed by the yeah, bears. Yeah, yeah, man yeah. Who got okay. killed by the bears. Yeah. I don't know if and you guys have seen that movie in a while, but get high, watch Grizzly Man. It is <laughs> Sure. It's very hard to know how to feel moment to moment in that documentary. <laughs> I bet. I, I'm actually from Alaska, so like oh, normally right. you know to not go near bears, no matter how much they might not be killing you in the moment. That doesn't mean that it's safe to hang around them and have a campsite with your girlfriend. That is exactly <laughs> what that documentary leaves you with. That's exactly the yeah. feeling. Just don't do what this guy did. <laughs> They're wild animals, it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Yeah, I definitely want to jump in there. Anything else you've been playing in the last week? Uh, no, really. That's uh, that. I mean, uh, that's I just picked that up yesterday uh, and have, have been playing it. But oh, the, you're already on the eighth world after getting it yesterday. Okay, you weren't kidding when you were saying you were worried it might be too short. Yeah, no, I mean, I've I've probably played it for between last night and this morning, like maybe two and a half hours. Uh, mm. And I, I think I'm like probably rounding the the end of the game. Maybe um, you're just too good at the game, or you need to do I'm probably runs just or too good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's it's a baby game for babies, uh, which uh, I, I'm enjoying a lot. But like, as soon as I'm done, I'm gonna go through and play it because you can play it in, in co-op as well. Um, Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, and that's you know, uh, my my girlfriend and I, uh, you know, played through the uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker together, which is similarly oh, a baby oh, game cute. for babies. Uh, I mean, that's so neat though. It's so fun, uh, and just cute like little dioramas, puzzles. Exactly, and that's that's totally what this game is. Uh, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, playing it a second time in, uh, you know, two days. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Getting a solid five hours of entertainment out of it. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I could, I could really use, you know, I could really use like a, almost like a, a procedurally generated version of one of those games. I mean, what like, you're asking for is, uh, the 3DS release tipping stars, um, because oh. that was the one that was full of user-generated content um, oh. and had a really good like mechanism by which it rewarded you for trying out other people's levels and uh, rewarded people for making good levels. Because at the end of every level, you have to tip people a certain number of stars. And mm. the stars, the the levels that have a uh, like higher tip percentage, um, get served up to you faster or get served up to uh, other people faster. So like it's uh it's them solving the discoverability problem of uh, mm. user-generated content before Super Mario Maker um, uh, wow. and then uh, totally dropping the ball on it by the time Mario Maker comes out. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> That's sad. Especially Mario Maker 2. I feel like that one was yeah. a hard time. Yeah, it was oh, I didn't even realize really they made a second one of those. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they didn't fix it by the second one, though? No, I think it was better in the first one. It was better. Well, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. The pool was smaller in the first one, I think, is is the uh, is the issue because uh, you know there were 
uh, were mm. way fewer Wii U's out there, so there were fewer people making levels. Um, and so it's easier to ones... make levels too with yep. the Wii Makes U sense. pad. Yep. Huh. Damn. Well, I love that. Yeah. Like again, Donkey Kong ninety four is like one of my favorite. It it is. It's, I it might be up. It's like up there. It's got to be like number four or something. It's like such a. I just love that crap. You know. Yeah. And I love those game. minis, dude. Man, I love those minis. When you got your DS out, love the minis. Mini crap. Yeah. <laughs> How are minis without a stylus, though? Uh, well, so this this game it does have minis, but it's not the focus of the game. Right. Um. So the the minis just sort of like follow Mario around. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I I've not played a minis game without a stylus. Yeah. 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 You got to drag those. You got to drag them. Pipes yeah. around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you got to tap them, make them jump. <laughs> uh okay roxy i gotta hear what have you been playing um i've been playing a very different game uh-huh. uh which is dark souls 3 what <laughs> cool <laughs> i've been playing it co-op with my brother because that's the only way i uh will play a souls game is with somebody else i refuse to play those games by myself that's um, crazy you can do those co-op i always forget yeah. that Sheesh. the worst part is though it leaves you open to pvp so just because it's stupid and that's how it works so like hey i want to hang out with my friend and play this game with my friend Mm -hmm. and then the game is like oh you want to be invaded by assholes playing a 10 year old game and like trying to grief you or use mods or something my brother's account got banned for a month because somebody invaded and dropped an item that was a modded item wasn't even Uh, anything he did you so you can just like do shit like that he he called them uh, or like emailed them and was like hello yeah mr yeah, Dark <laughs> Mr. Dark Souls Three. <laughs> yeah, just talking to one of those dragons or something on the phone line. He didn't want to help. <laughs> That's yeah. the other side of the phone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. They were like, "Oh yeah, this is a known problem. You got to wait for a month." Uh, he was like, "Okay, cool. So like, you know, it's not my problem, but then you're also just gonna make me sit there. Okay, whatever." Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're like maybe eighty percent of the way through the game. Dang. Um. And, like, I didn't play Dark Souls 2. I sort of attempted Dark Souls 1 a million years ago on the 360. Uh, Did not get very far. Um, So Dark Souls 3 is kind of like a love letter to Dark Souls 1. So there's a lot of shit that I'm like, I don't know what that is or what's that. I don't know. We killed a boss that was, like, it's called the Abyss Watchers. So it's, like, a bunch of guys in the same outfit who just keep attacking you. And they are, like, an undead army. Oh, man. That that, that was, like, me uh, this last December. When James Cameron's The Abyss came back to theaters, yeah, yeah, you, you were an abyss watch watcher. It. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like we all you were. and like five of your clones were just sitting there, and Jeremy the was show. there. Yeah, <laughs> and you could say clone. Yeah, did you, did you bring your clones too? <laughs> yeah, I brought Michael Hearn. He's my clone. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was there too. But like, we killed that guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's one of the uh, like five pillars of the, holding up the world together." Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna keep going through the game. I was like, "What? Yeah. What are you talking about?" Like, those games are fascinating to me in the way that they have like really cool lore and everything. But I feel like I only know what happens if I find a YouTuber doing like a seven-hour video essay about it. I have no idea when I'm going through those. Yeah, games. it just takes a lot of patience because it's it's all buried in uh, item texts. Like yeah. that's most of the story is is found in like a description of a literal potion might just drop a lore bomb in in there. So, you know, let someone else do that work. You know, that's what I say. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Hey, that's people's entire careers on YouTube. So yeah. who am I to deny them their ad revenue? Vati also, Vati, Vati, yeah, shout out, you know. 
Yeah. Roxy, if, if you want that feeling, you should just play the Final Fantasy VII remake because yeah. then you'll be getting all the references mm-hmm. that uh, people playing just remake won't get. It's very true. You know, I so I just finished the remake again mm-hmm. uh, in anticipation for Rebirth and blew through the intermission stuff. I, I, I rolled credits on the remake and then just sat there. And just played through intermission in one night. I mean, it's very oh, wow. short. It's yeah. short, yeah. Yeah. Two I, I, I am playing on easy, just getting mainlining story stuff and not exploring as much as I would in like a gotcha. regular playthrough. So just because this is your second it's time. It's my second time. Through, right? I just wanted story thrown at me and I didn't want to yeah. watch it on YouTube. I wanted to do the combat and have some kind yeah. of fun there. But I uh but yeah, it's like um uh Oh, what were we just saying? Uh, 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 Catching references to the original yeah. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's uh, I don't remember what I was talking about. Anyway, uh, <laughs> look, I'm gonna be honest. I I don't remember what I was saying. I, I it was something. It was good though. It'll yeah, come well, halfway. Oh, I this believe episode. it. Yeah. yeah, or it won't, uh, and then a good <laughs> thing will be lost forever. Gone, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. So I roll credits on those two things. That's what I've been playing. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. Oh, and I'm yeah. now I'm playing nice. th- replaying Crisis Core on the PlayStation Five. Just trying to again the remake. The okay, remake. I'm, st- I'm trying to mainline that too. I got that on my shelf. I still haven't even taken the plastic off it. Man. It's great. Uh, so it's it's so fun to play that game that I oftentimes will sit down with it and not do any story. Just play those stupid VR missions. In They're it. so good. I love those <laughs> missions. Those VR missions are the best. I like. I feel s- like that's what I remember the most from the PSP version, just yeah. doing a million of those. And it's like, it's it feels like I'm playing like Hades or something where it's like, oh, yeah. if mm. I just do one more, I'll get this cool item. Oh, if I just do one more, I'll get this cool materia. It's just like. They gotcha. Yeah, it really <laughs> does have me. Uh, I, I know. I know. We talked about it last week, but can I register two complaints about the uh, Crisis Core reunion? Yes. Complaint number one: uh, I think the music, the music remixes in the new game. Uh, I think the levels are fucked up. Uh, oh no! I, it just like it, it feels more like butt rocky than the uh, <laughs> original release, which is pretty butt rocky, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to try really hard to get more butt rock than the original. So. They did it. Uh-oh. They did it somehow. Yeah. Um, no. So a that b uh, I I played it on Switch. Um, and when I'm playing it in handheld mode, um, it's almost as though like it doesn't register the different levels of vibration in the Joy-Con. Uh, so every Weird. single time, every single time like Zach swings the sword or lands an attack, it's like like the hardest possible vibration. It does vibrate a lot. I noticed that more than the, the than the remake does. That would yeah. drive me insane. I always turn off that functionality whenever there's a game that has vibration function. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, why would I want this? Sure, this was like ingenious maybe in the 90s when they first right. figured you could do this, but why are we still doing this? Right. Yeah. Keep it in for Star Fox. That's what yeah, I need yeah, it for. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I, I will so often put down my controller for a cutscene and go get, you know, yeah. whatever. And when that happens, if if it's crisis it's score, you just hear like, it's like go rattling yeah. around the table and going nuts and waking the dogs up. And um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, okay, that was it. Th- those are my two complaints about crisis score. Yes. Uh, yeah. Terrible game. Um, (laughs) uh, no uh, you know very fun it is uh, there is this jarring thing of going from the remake back to crisis core where you're just like oh the models and the textures in the character models are up-resed to that standard 
Yes. But the dialogue is like, <laughs> I just did this mission where Zach has to chase down this little boy around Sector 5. Mm-hmm. And he every time he talks to a townsperson and they don't tell him where the kid is, he just goes, oh, man. <laughs> and he repeats the same line delivery. Oh, it's, like, it's like they just keep u- reusing his same... Oh man. And he says it the same wow. way like cool. seven times. It's great. It's good stuff. <laughs> um so yeah, like uh let's talk a little bit about this uh this original game, Final Fantasy Seven, and you know, we'll dovetail it into everything else. So we got, you know, Patrick's sort of backstory last week. We got mine. Roxy, I want to hear yours on Final Fantasy Seven. When did you come to this game? Um, so I actually played seven after I had like started eight. So I was like kind of playing both of them at the same time Whoa. a little bit. Um, eight ended up winning out to be more of my favorite in the end, but I still loved seven. Um, and just like I basically stole the PS one that my brother got for Christmas, which makes me mad. My parents should have made it a shared gift, but whatever. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Once the Nintendo 64 showed up, he didn't care about the PlayStation one anymore. So it was very easy for me to just steal it and make it my uh, JRPG machine. Smart. So, yeah, I have memories of just playing through that for like hours and hours uh, on my own. Sometimes we like do sleepovers where I bring the memory card and the game and like we'd each see where me and my friends were at different parts in the game and like talk about it and stuff, which was really fun. Um, and like when you're a kid too, you don't have endless money. So it'd be a thing where we would each buy like different games, play them and then talk about them and then like swap them and mm-hmm. stuff. So Smart. seven was, seven was one of the ones that I bought. And uh, yeah, man, there, there's certain parts to this game. Like what well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but like the motorcycle scene uh, yeah. that just like lives in my brain rent free to this day. Yeah. Uh, and there's even like a mount that you can get in Final Fantasy 14 that plays that music. That's probably like 20 bucks to buy it. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy this. But every time I look at it, I'm like, God damn it, but I want to. Oh, it plays <laughs> like the. the, 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 the yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the original version, too. Uh, uh, is the mount a dun, motorcycle? Dun. Yes, it's the motorcycle from the game. Fuck. That's cool. So that's so it's very fucking fun. cool. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it still still persists to this day. It's still that motorcycle calls to me even now. So yeah. um, uh, there, there. Uh, you you just mentioning the the motorcycle section uh, reminds me. There's also like that snowboarding section where you are like yes. approaching the, the the crater. Yeah, um, my god. And there's there's a, a a mini game of that that you can play in the gold saucer. Um, mm-hmm. and the, 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 there was a, a period in my life when I was like obsessed with this game and, you know, playing it like over and over again uh, and trying to get like higher scores in the snowboarding mini game in the gold saucer. Um, Amazing. and, uh, so like was working on that for a long time. And then I don't know what drove me back to the crater, but I got back to the like part of the game where I was like doing the snowboarding, not the mini game, but, but it, wa- it was the mini game, but not in the gold saucer, right? Like mm-hmm. actually in the context of the game. Uh, oh. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I said to my brother who was hanging out in the basement with me uh, that I wasn't playing. I was like telling him what was going on. I was like, I'm not playing the, I'm not playing the game. I'm actually snowboarding. And he was like, you've lost your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the real thing. Yeah. yeah. That is, uh, yeah, I love that, like, random cool border section. Of it's the, awesome. So, so many games, yeah. like, in that time period would just incorporate a skateboard of some kind. This is just a skateboard <laughs> minigame, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> the, it's no man, word. if you think about it, yeah, they were really trying to just 
get the edge on every cool thing they possibly could. Just mm-hmm. shove it in this game. Motorcycles, yeah. snowboarding, like extreme sport type stuff. Uh, yeah. Goku's hair, you know, whatever they could. <laughs> whatever swords they could that are too big. Yeah, too big of swords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's th- one of the things that's so charming about this game too, though, that they were trying so many different things, kind of throwing it at the wall, and like mm-hmm. some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. But I'm really glad that they tried it all the same. Like that's really neat. Yeah, you know? it's it's so maximalist, right? Mm-hmm. That like it tries everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, first game I ever played that was on multiple discs. Again, I, I mean, I wasn't Ooh. like. The, I mean, the PlayStation j- just. It, it was. It wasn't that old, and I maybe there were other games before. Did it. you play this on release? E, uh, no, or like, like ninety eight, ninety eight. Okay, so like a year, a year later. I mean, I saw it being played in ninety seven, and then got it a year later with my PlayStation. Was, and, was Metal Gear, uh, ninety eight? When did Metal Gear come out? Nine. Is that okay? Oh no, no, you're right. Ninety eight. Okay, okay. Yeah. Then yes. Then 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 same for me. That Final Fantasy VII would be the first multi disc, multi CD console game. Yeah. Of course, you know, uh, my my copy of uh, Doctor Quandry that I played on my <laughs> PC. <laughs> I believe that was on three floppy disks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Man, yeah. That used to be such a cool thing too. Like whenever I would get a JRPG, and it would be more than like you know two discs or something. You're like, oh man, I'm in for it. I, yeah. What a giant adventure I'm gonna have. There's four discs to this thing. Oh yeah, the so fourth excited. disc in Final Fantasy IX. Ooh yes. Yeah, and you're like, I'm gonna get so many high quality cutscenes because it takes up so much space on the disc. Like yeah. Well yeah. Maybe there's voice you're, acting. You're like really anticipating that final one because it's yes. you know yeah. it's gonna be a long one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's here's the issue with that is that it like it increases the likelihood that the like hardware of the disc is going to fail, right? Like um oh. I, my my uh my the copy of Final Fantasy IX that I had growing up, the fourth disc got like a scratch on it at some point. So oh, you no. could pe- play ninety-five percent of the game and then that was it. It was just oh done. Wow. Oh no! I hate this. I hate did, this did you never beat it? Did you? No, I, I had. I had beaten it by by that oh, okay. time. Yeah. It okay. was when I, I lent it out to my friend Brandon, who I'm not blaming him. I don't think he broke it. Mm, this sounds like it's Brandon's fault. I don't yeah, know. You give Brandon. it to him, and it comes back with a scratch. <laughs> oh no, my dog did it. <laughs> Could have been Brandon's dog. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that uh, man finishing Final Fantasy IX was such a beast. I hated that last se- whole sex sequence of like fighting yeah. uh, a guy you never met before, and then it's just, like <laughs> so hard. And there's also like that tower where you can't use magic or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's gosh. a fun one to replay the remaster of, though, because you can just hmm. you know cr- crank up the you know. Nine 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 HP nine 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 attacks. You know whatever. That's fun. I really need to replay that. Yeah. One of the things about Original Seven also is it's probably the game that taught me I needed to grind in these sorts of games the most. Yeah. Where yeah. like, I don't know if I even ended up fighting the final boss because I was like, well, I have to grind and find everything, and then yeah. kept doing that to the point where when I played Nine, I was like, I got to the point where I could challenge the final area and was like. You know what? Why don't I just see how bad it is so I know how much I have to grind? Mm-hmm. And then I went for it and just beat it. And was yeah. like, oh, I didn't need to grind right. at all. Nice. I'm not used to that. Yeah, I feel like at the end of seven, Sephiroth isn't like you could maybe almost accidentally grind enough to get 
through him. Really? But there's okay. just so much other stuff if you want to mm-hmm. if you want to see Yeah, it like all. all the weapons and that everything and there's like a submarine or something yeah. that I vaguely remember that I couldn't do or tried or something like yeah, yeah, this the, game uh, has so much. Yeah. The 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 crashed it's a, a crashed plane I think that you can mm-hmm. uh, access via that submarine. Oh, okay. Uh, and the enemies in there are all like super tough. Um, That's where you yeah, get the no, Hades summon. I think we talked about yeah. this in the last segment too. It's, like, it's ah. called like the Galensky or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <The plane. laughs> something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like Galunka or something like Galunka. that. Galunka. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a spot in the game I'll never I'll I'll remember forever. It is the area. Do you remember in disc two when that town gets just fucking demolished and then you fl- you fall into the live stream from mm-hmm. that town you know that island that that takes place on that's where yes. the highest level monsters i think in the game are to grind so i just remember running around that forest in that on that island over and over and over yep. and over yeah that that island is a good place for grinding and there's also a spot in in the crater um that mm. uh it, it looks like the inside of a body like it's it's got very like pink like kind of bulbous shapes um Ooh, okay. where some of the enemies are just like little bouncing balls and they give you a lot of ap so that's the best place oh. to farm to grow yeah. your materia yeah okay yeah these um, things that will never leave my brain is yeah where, right yeah. yeah i haven't done that i haven't seen that area in 20 years yeah um, some one thing that I, I I was really enjoying talking about in the last segment that I want to pose to you guys as a question is um, favorite uh, sequences of the game that you're most excited to mm. play through. For Roxy, this would be a question for either the remake or Rebirth. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I guess I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know if I said this on the podcast when we were recording or not. But yeah, I haven't played the chapter one. Part one. Yeah. I think because I was kind of like, I want to wait to see if they can actually finish it before I get invested in this because uh, I know Nomura's track record when it comes to right. making video games happen. Um, so yeah. I was like a little wary, but I've been like seeing everybody else get so hyped up about it and jazzed about it that like I, sh- I should just play it. Why am I waiting? Part two is coming out soon. So, I mean, yeah. at least we'll get like half of the game if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, it, it, uh, we it's unclear how much Rebirth is going to cover, but. We can anticipate yeah. at least through disc one. I okay. think that, yeah, I think that is the, the assumption is that we're going to get to the Temple of the Ancients and mm-hmm. okay. whatever is going to happen there will happen yeah. there, um, whether it diverts from the the uh, original or not. Um, yeah. We'll get that and then, and then, you know, to be continued from there. Yeah, yeah it's probably going to set the direction for... Uh, what we can expect to come i guess such a huge thing that happens there if they choose to change it i man that's like one of the most ballsy moves i think i'd ever also encountered in a game uh, absolutely as a child like it was like what they seriously did that okay you mean the death is that what we're referring to yeah like just taking out one of your party members like unexpectedly yeah some yeah yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, i I just like i want to compare that to um when they do that in previous Final Fantasy games, because like it happens in Final Fantasy two a bunch, right? That like your characters, oh, yeah. uh, your your characters die or they get turned to stone four or whatever. Also. Like that's yeah. what four. I played recently. Four is what Patrick is oh, talking it, about. Did I say oh, two? two? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. The uh, ordering is why? Why yeah, did they yeah. do this to? But us? you yeah. mean like Palamonporum, like turning yeah. to stone? Yeah, and and Tella uh, meteoring himself to death. Um, mm-hmm. uh, all, 
all that stuff uh like but you have so many more characters in that right yes. like final yeah. fantasy 7 designed around that is is so few characters and like you love them all but you especially love Aerith. <laughs> yeah. uh and then yeah it just like it's it's a genuinely like brutal moment where you're like oh no that's what i was building how I play this game, like uh, around her presence, and she's not there anymore. You can literally accidentally leave materia equipped yes. on her and lose it. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, I like that design. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's horrifying, but I love yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks if you don't know it's coming, but right. Yeah. But that makes I, it, that makes it better. It makes the loss real. Yeah. The idea of loss, too, and grief in this game, um, again, in a previous segment, somebody brought up, and I do think that's an interesting thing to talk about, too, is just, like, the idea that, like, when Aerith dies, it's not just this big twist that's cheap. It's like, nope, and now you're going to deal with that for the rest of the right. game. It's yeah. going to get brought up every at every turn, at every story beat. They are going to reminisce about what it was like to hang out with her, what, yeah. what it's like to not have her around anymore. Cloud's never the same. It is truly about like processing grief and loss, and uh, which makes the ending of that game even so much better when it's just, uh, it's ultimately all loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think also because, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, of like what her background is and her knowledge and stuff, like things she knows lore wise or like how that yeah. could tie into everything going on, that's also lost. So, like, yes all of the mysteries and secrets that she knows like die with her and you, the player don't get to know that neither do the characters until you find out stuff later. Right. I love it. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, It's really great. It's such a ballsy move too, because I think like in four slash two, like all those characters come back They're They're Mm -hmm. not stone anymore. All this stuff. So it's just like, Oh man, that sucks. Oh wait, no, they're all fine again. But, uh, the fact that that doesn't happen with Eris and like she is kind of your designated healer, just implied to be. Mm-hmm. None of the other characters fill that spot. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Cloud yeah, I'm side eyeing Barrett. He's like, "Come on, man, just heal me. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I got a gun for Barrett's her. Arm. Like, I'm not the healer. I can't. What are you talking? I can't about? do that. <laughs> he can shoot health bullets at you. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah. So some some of your guys' favorite sequences that you want to you're excited to play, like fully realized and rendered in this new in this new world. Uh, 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 Patrick, let's start with you. Like, what's a sequence that you're you're excited to? Well, so I I don't imagine that there'll be much to play in it, but you know I I I don't know the uh, the original game does a good job of making you re or like play in like flashbacks. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love. I'm very excited to see how they render the Rocket Town uh, like flashback sequence. Yeah, with like Sid's origin story and that woman that he's terrible to. <laughs> I forget her name. Oh yeah, uh, he just is a monster. To he's his... so and she like sacrifices. The assistant, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and she like. Uh, yeah, what is she, she saves his life? She saves his life, and he hates he, it. Yeah, he can't go. What to What the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, so it's like. It's like I don't know if somebody if somebody took away your football scholarship by saving your life or something, and you're just like <laughs> you're you hate them for. But it was like 
yeah, it's a it's a really but like it wouldn't have worked. Like he couldn't have gone to space anyway, right? Right, like, but he that would was have, the whole deal. He would have died a hero though. Like he would have exploded oh. in the atmosphere, and that's like that's like <laughs> the greatest honor for Sid. I mean, kinda like he yeah. he seems to hate his life otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. and I just I love that then like the sort of like rocket that doesn't actually take off that just like falls over and is like propped up by like the scaffolding that that's just like a monument to his failure, failure forever. Yeah. I I I want I, I want to see that in in the new game. <laughs> that is going to be exciting. Sid was always an interesting character to me, and I think maybe just like I feel like all the characters who weren't the the party you leave Midgar with were mm. all slightly I wouldn't I don't want to say underdeveloped, but like you wanted more from each. Like I totally. wanted more yeah. Vincent. I wanted more Sid. I wanted more Yuffie. Uh, Kate Sith. I kind of don't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I, like I mean, hey, if 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 they can if they can rehab Kate Sith and like make that a character, uh, I, I'll be interested to see him try. Oh, I remember what I was gonna bring up. Okay, so we were talking about Dark Souls earlier. Roxy was talking yeah. about Dark Souls three and not getting some of the references from Dark Souls one. I was playing back through the remake, and I was yes. wondering what do pe- are people thinking. When they're playing this game and they don't have any frame of reference for it, at one point, Kate Sith just does show up in a cutscene. Yes. Yes. Wait, really? Yeah, he shows yeah. up early in Remake just to grieve the loss of the sector plate falling. He just goes like, yes. no! As Kate, but like knowing what Kate Sith is, that makes no sense. That's so weird. Why? Yeah. Well, Why? It actually does kind of make sense because it's okay. Reeve, right? Isn't it yeah. Reeve? Yeah. You know, just spying on stuff through this. Yeah. Cut? Y- okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess because like he he's he's like a double agent, so he is like actually a good guy, right? But he has to play ball with the bad guys from time to time, like that one part where he like gives them some material or something. I think ultimately yeah. he's good. It's been a while. Yeah, I I think that is it, right? He's he's like a double agent he, and a good guy, a, or is he? Yeah. Does he have like a change of heart after the? journey you're on with him i think it's i think it's unclear (laughs) i think okay he's connected to this guy reeve who works high up in the government but reeve is a turncoat like reeve is more on your side than he is yeah right yeah but it's like he's not aligned with avalanche at the beginning he's just like anti shinra right yeah yeah and he does there is a kate sith death that does happen in the original game. And then Kate okay. Sith comes back with oh, a right. southern accent, I think. What? Oh I my think god, that's, I, I didn't think remember that this. I, he's like, howdy, y'all. I'm the new Kate Sith. I think I think that's how it works. In what? <laughs> Maybe I'm making this part up, but there's definitely there's a death. Great. There's a death that then is like immediately wiped away. It's like it's like, I'm back, and it's like, oh, he's back. Great. Because right. he's just well, a robot, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's being controlled like a drone. Yeah, he's he's the most confusing character in the game because he's he's the cat itself is remote controlled by this guy, and then like the whole thing is on top of this like stuffed Moogle, right? Which is yeah. is that a robot? What's its deal? <laughs> yeah, it's like two robots stacked on top of each other for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I remember as a kid just being like, "Oh, cute thing, cute cat <laughs> with yeah. a little crown. I like this thing. I don't understand what's happening <laughs> with the greater context." <laughs> I will say, of all the characters, though, I'm excited to see in action in the remake that's the one i'm most excited to see in combat like it's be- be- because it's a basically like a devil may cry type beat em up style combat system we got going right. on kate 
she or Kate Sith is going to be doing all these like flips and spins and like it, it, seeing how that character was always conceptualized to move. Right. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. <laughs> it was already crazy seeing Red 13 in the game, like doing like right. dog stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, for him to flip a switch, he has to jump his whole dog body on top of it and like use his I mean, you've, you've you've seen uh, like images of him riding a chocobo, right? No. I have not. This exists. What? Look up Red 13 <laughs> riding a chocobo. He's like sitting upright on it. Oh, beautiful. I, I, I've actually stayed a little bit away from a lot, some of the some of the marketing materials and yeah. promotions and trailers. And I haven't played that demo yet. I haven't played the demo yet either. Like I, I <laughs> Roxy, Roxy, Roxy is saying, saying it. We're seeing, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, why did they He's grabbing the reins with his little dog paws. It's great. <laughs> well, he's sitting on this like a human. You couldn't have thought of any other way to do this. I okay. love it. That's good stuff. That is good Amazing. stuff. Amazing. Um, oh my god, this looks so goofy. Okay. And imagining how Kate Sith would work on this either is also <laughs> insane. Like right. what? Right. I'm picturing I'm picturing Amazing. the way I would design it is that the cat part rides on the chocobo and then there's just like ropes tied to the moogle part that's just being dragged a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like Dah! That's perfect. just like drag dragging through the to the rocks and stuff. Uh do you get, okay, so Patrick, you you answered uh the question of what mm-hmm. sequence you're really excited to play Rocket Town with Rocket Town. Roxy, any any moments from uh, the original game you're you would be excited to like see? Well, I think this is in part one. In fact, I'm like, yeah. I, I know it is in part one, the motorcycle part. Yeah, so right. I think there's even like an added character. I remember seeing like character designs and they made figures of some dude who I've never seen before. John, yeah. I think he well, has Roche. a motorcycle. Oh, Roche. <laughs> Roche. Roche. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess they're going to flesh that out to the point that there is a new character who is your adversary on the road, possibly. So, yeah. Well, there are two motorcycle sequences in Remake. What? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if I like that, maybe, because it might make it not as special, but I don't know. I'll have to play it to find out. Definitely uh, Roche is a character that I makes me want to die. I, yeah. His I'm design not alone and his expression, I was just like, I'm, yeah. he, he looks like somebody who is unlikable, basically. Yeah. So. Somebody pitched an arc for Roche, though, in... Uh, in a previous segment that I thought was actually pretty good. And I'll repeat it here, which is like, okay, perhaps because Roche is like very annoying sort of like puppy dog character in in remake. They're pitching that that maybe over time we see like the Mako poisoning and deterioration happen to this character, like in in real time because he's, he's a soldier. So it's like, it's kind of a bound to happen type of thing. So he'll, he'll be one of those reunion guys uh, with a cloak Mm -hmm. and, Man, these guys are sick. These guys is sick. What? What's the typo is. in these guys is sick? These guys is sick. Uh, uh oh. Speaking of, uh, it's got that that final game's got to be called Reunion, right? I mean, it has to be remake, rebirth, reunion. If they're gonna do yeah, a that, third, and yeah, final, yeah, yeah. Well, that, is it only gonna be three? I feel like there's gonna oh, be more I don't than know. three, right? Because if the second part is only gonna get us to the end of disc one, there's two more discs. I don't know. You know, well, but I that's that's yeah. the thing is we don't know where the end of rebirth is going to leave us. Like it oh, could okay. be in, in such a uh, upset status quo that like 
the end of the original Final Fantasy VII may be totally irrelevant to what happens That's in, a good point. in the third game. Yeah, this yeah. is something, Roxy, that you probably have heard whispers of, but maybe don't know all the fleshed out details of. But like, for example, you know, there's there's metaverse things happening at the end of Remake that sort of almost wipe the timeline, like make the timeline a different thing. Yeah, I thought it was kind of centered around, well, we were talking up Eris's death and everything in the mm-hmm. original, but I've heard that that's like not going to be happening, but they're like- Well, we don't know. We don't know. Possibly. So um, things like that that hurt, I heard people talking about that was like, why would you- why okay like yeah it's just like they're not really yeah it feels more like it's it's a completely different game completely different story it's more like based on final fantasy 7 instead of actually a final fantasy 7 remake is how some people have kind of pitched it or it's like like just divorce it from your brain yeah Yeah, oh it's it's like it's a like, a, it's, like a, it's like a multiverse story, right? Like what, okay. what's actually what's actually happening like through the course of remake is that uh, you are continually confronted by these like wraith like demons that want to keep the party on the original story, and anytime your characters try to divert from that, these wraiths intervene. Um, okay, and and, when like, you said like a meta narrative thing, I yeah. I thought you were no. uh, oh okay all right. <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah. So there's like, li- there's like literally fighting his demons from the previous. Game. Yeah. There's like yes. parts where a character Stop. will literally suddenly die, and who didn't die in the original game, and then these race will like bring them back to life really quick. Oh it, my it's God, to just what? like correct that mistake. Yes. But but okay. the game the game ends with our heroes defeating those wraiths and being like fuck you we get to write our own destinies. So that's how the game ends is by being like, we are not shackled to the story that uh, people want us to retell in the Final Fantasy VII remake. Okay, I don't know why they felt like they needed to have a narrative device to have that happen instead of just making it something different. That's that's so weird. Okay, yep. I don't like that at all. <laughs> just write it without those things and do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's. I will say this. It's like... A- it's it's more in, it might be more interesting on its feet for you to play through and see it than maybe we're even describing it. That's if that true. makes maybe. sense. Yeah. Like, like maybe like, the way like, they're doing the mystery could be interesting, but when you boil it down to what they're actually doing and yeah, their purpose in right. it, that's like I don't yeah. really like that. <laughs> I was uh I was definitely pretty hot on it the first time I played through the remake, and the second okay. time around, I'm like I'm still very excited to see what happens, but like there were things going on in it that I was a little less like enthusiastic about and, and, and little twists and turns. There's like sequences mm-hmm. that they're, they're changing up in a way that I, I just don't get why, like um, not to get into too many like details, but like, you know, there's a, there's like a, a scene at the end of the Midgar section where like you get let out of jail by Sephiroth and there's just a trail of blood leading all the way to president Shinra's yeah. office in the original game. Okay. And when you get in there, president Shinra is just dead on his desk with a huge sword left in his back. Right. It's a yeah. striking scene that they just really change up in the remake and make it like much less of a, iconic moment I that's think. a shame because that's like spooky and mysterious yeah and it's then cool like it, it's already the the main event has already happened and you're just coming in the aftermath of it which is so much more striking to be like yeah something bigger is going on here yeah uh, yeah mm. um, and, okay. and like and i i don't think that final fantasy the the remake series is going to be like the definitive take on final fantasy 7 right like it mm-hmm. it 
definitely is using the building blocks of the original to tell a new ish story. Mm. Um, okay. But like, we can't think it like in the same way. It's not the same thing as like Resident Evil 2 remake where you're like, this new one can basically replace the previous. Like, uh, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Resident Evil 2 uh, as it existed on uh, PlayStation. But like the remake, if I'm going to replay the game, I'm going to play the remake. Um, like Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 7 remake are just different games, just different okay. stories. Yeah. To an extent, like, like I said, I don't dislike that because then you can enjoy them completely separately. They can kind of inform each other. And everything, which I think conceptually, that's that's pretty cool. But at the same time, when you're naming it that, like, what what was what was part one called? Was it rebirth or that's this one? Okay, yeah. yeah. See, like having the word remake makes me think something else and expect something else. And I don't know if that's part of their meta narrative. I think um, it is (laughs) sting to be like, haha, fuck you, we told you, Mm -hmm. kind of, but not, or like you expected this and now it's not that. yeah, especially when so many other remakes are coming out around the same time. Right. Uh, so that does feel like they're... Tr- I hope they were doing that on purpose to try and trick you and not just like, oh, no, we, we just called it that because why not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. My, my read is that it is like an intentional uh, misdirect. Uh, like, okay. And I, I love these like narrative middle fingers. Like I really like the new Matrix movie that is like basically a fuck mm. you to me the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know. I think we encounter that so rarely to like actually get contempt from the storyteller to the audience. Um, yeah. That, well, like, I was, I was compelling. Gonna, um, we, I've been comparing this to Star Wars so much in the past couple episodes that I've been talking about Final Fantasy 7 but the hmm. remake after finishing it this most recent time actually reminds me a lot of what they did with Twin Peaks I don't know if you guys were oh. Twin Peaks the return sure, fans sure. but I like I haven't watched that yet I need to yeah <laughs> it's 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 incredibly compelling and it really is that thing where the artist is clearly showing it's his contempt for the idea of returning to this world with these right. characters right gotcha and and at every moment, they're like they do this thing in the return where Agent Cooper comes back, but he comes back like a total dumbass. And so this mm. character that you thought was so cool, you're seeing as like a complete fucking idiot now. And it's like just that kind of almost like fuck you for wanting this energy. Yeah. Is is fun in fiction. I really do like that. And I and I um but that being said, they aren't really committing so hard to that i mean they are doing most sequences of the game just right down the barrel which is great you know Um, yeah Yeah. it just feels like it's numero's fan fiction i guess right it's like Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) my version of it this is what would happen yeah Uh, um yeah so uh yeah rebirth is coming out uh soon when is there any sections of the game that you're really hoping get like a nice upgrade like I, I really appreciated in the remake that they upgraded Wall Market to be an area that wasn't mm-hmm. loathsome for me like it was in the original game where it just was like a fetch quest in the original yeah. game that just took a long mm-hmm. time. Um, they make it a little bit more compelling. Um, in, oh, in- I mean, like, you know, I, I was, what, 14 when yeah. uh, when uh, Final Fantasy VII originally came out? So I loved being just like a nasty little pervert in Wall Market in the original. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, uh, yeah. So when I'll I'll reference a, a section that I'm I'm excited to see uh, get a nice like redo because it was painfully not fun in the original, and that's the Temple of the Ancients. I actually mm-hmm. 
painfully unfun in the yes. original. Um, just not well designed. The colors of it just they blended in together, so you didn't know if you were like on a upper level or lower level. I mean, there was like mm. so. I'm excited about that. Getting it. any 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 painfully unfun moments from the original game? You're excited to <laughs> see not done that way. Like it's not painfully undone, but like, are we getting Vincent in this one? Yeah. Okay. Like that whole spooky manner part, I remember really liking, and oh, yeah. I would kind of like to see it expanded because it's not like a huge area, but like, I love a spooky mansion. I that's one of my yeah. favorite favorite mm. uh, like narrative setting devices and like horror stuff. Um, so it'd be neat if maybe they try and make that like scary. I don't know if they will. Oh but. yeah, it's scary in the original game, and it's and it's kind of spooky in Crisis Core when you go through that yeah. whole section of uh, <clears throat> going down into the basement. Um, yeah, I I I can't wait to see that that crap. Vincent cool. in general, I'm so curious how they're gonna handle. Just cause yeah, he's an enigma. <laughs> like he was kind of like an edge lord '90s type of character that like really doesn't fit in modern society. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like they gave yes. him backstory in the other games and stuff, so it makes him a little less like you. You get what how he got there, I suppose, but at the same time, yeah, like yeah, I don't he, know. Yeah, he's like cloud. He's if cloud was more insufferable. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's also just like the design of him is confusing because like he's like sort of vampire-y, but then they're like he should have a gun. He should be a yeah. vampire with a gun. Yeah, but then also spend most of the time transformed into a monster. Right. Yeah, and he's got right. like those metal claws and stuff. Yeah, too, so, like... what's happening there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, his design's wild. That's the most Nomura thing, right? Is like Vince. Vincent feels like yes, he got a, a lot of belts. Yeah, belt yep. city on that. Guy. A lot of buckles. <laughs> yeah, yep. belts and buckles. And cloak. He's he's edgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like a scarf. Perfect. Like he's he's got it all. <laughs> yep. All right. So Roxy, what do we got to do to get you through that remake? In time for this rebirth, I mean, we gotta get, we gotta we get, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta get you, we gotta get you there, we gotta get you across. What do we gotta do to line. get you into a remake today? What do I gotta do to get you into a remake? I mean, oh I think, man, uh, I, you're you're so overdue for this because I feel yeah. like you're you're already a fan, and you know, well, what, I feel like can, this is a type we... of game you would also really like, like mechanically too. So I like played the demo and did not like how the demo combat was. Oh. And <laughs> it wasn't very explained to me. And I think the demo is what kind of like soured me on it because it didn't do a good job of telling me about the combat as well until I got into the boss fight. Mm. Um, yeah. So I remember being completely confused and not really because it is a hybrid. Like you described it as like Devil May Cry mm-hmm. sort of. But like I think. I came to this after playing Final Fantasy 15 kind of late. So I was sort of expecting like, okay, is this turn base? Is this like this? And I, I guess I couldn't kind of figure it out in the demo. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I guess I'll just wait and see. And then I was playing like other games I was way more interested in when it released. So I guess I just didn't get around to it. But the other big thing, the hurdle was like not knowing if they're ever going to complete this because yeah. Nomura burned me on Kingdom Hearts 3. I no longer care about Kingdom Hearts anymore because it took so long and all of the things that came in between it. And then Final Fantasy 15 was an absolute shit show. Ten years in development. I remember mm-hmm. being hyped for that in high school and then it did not come out <laughs> until way later. Um, yeah. So like I- I'm used to him poisoning everything he touches as a director. I fucking love his <laughs> art. Right. I think he's a great art director. I think he's a great artist. But every time he directs a thing, I feel like he destroys it. Like, I do, I do think that Final the- Fantasy VII is like enough of a like the intersection between art and commerce. It like the commerce side is strong enough. Like the 
Final Fantasy VII Remake made too much money for them to sit on the sequel for another like 10 years, right? Like the next one is going to come out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now that the second one's coming out. Yeah. um, And once other people play it and I think where they will be like, oh, that's where that ends, like in that part of it. Or if it's like it's so far divergent that we can't even quantify it. That'll probably be the thing that like tips me over. Because right now I'm having fun replaying Mass Effect and yeah, it's uh, good. doing an entire replay of that and then like Dragon Age and stuff. So I've, I'm like, I'm in other RPGs, which I mean, uh, I can play more than one game at a time. So <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, those are they, pretty chunky, chunky chunks, though. They are. It's true. And especially when I'm streaming it, like Baldur's Gate 3, it's like, God, I haven't even started that. I have a computer that can now play that. Like, I... Yeah. I now have a gaming PC that can actually play all the PC games I could not play for like decades. Oh, that's a, that's a dream. So like, (laughs) I feel (laughs) weird coming on a podcast where we're talking about Final Fantasy seven and talking about how much I'm more excited to play anything else right now. Sure. Um, But I will say that just like seeing the trailers, seeing red 13 on a chocobo is like so funny to me. Like that alone is like, okay, somebody, I know maybe they probably half asked that, but also what if somebody did that on purpose? Because they thought it was funny. Like if there's going to be little hints like that. Oh, I guarantee that's why they did that. Yeah, they know. They know know what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This whole thing is like, it, it, it is such a loving send off to the series. As much as we called it sort of like a, uh, you know, a contemptuous a middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's all, I, I do feel like it's all in good fun. Like they're more yeah. just like poking okay. fun at you for thinking this might happen or kind of, kind of like subverting things, juking and dodging. But it really is just like, like there's a, there's a thing in the DLC where they do the, uh, the turtle, uh, bar flyers, the happy turtle, the happy turtle mm. flyer mini game which was barely a thing in the original it was just like you found them and i think you got an item when you finally got to wutai that was how that worked. okay they do a whole they make a whole huge to-do of that in the in the interim and it's just like oh they care about this stuff they really right. you know that's pretty yeah. sweet i mean i feel like especially if they've got so many games length to do that they can extrapolate on small things here and there it's, it's honestly it's not just here and there like the extrapolating Everywhere. on small things is like the mo like everything is blown out into yeah. like full game length proportions yeah the okay. fort condor mini game yeah. becomes the <laughs> the most important thing you're doing for like a stretch <laughs> of yeah. that <laughs> wow yeah God, can you imagine when they get to snowboarding it will just be its own final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. ss it's tricky or whatever yeah. cool borders yeah. <laughs> give me those characters give me those ssx tricky characters <laughs> in this um can yeah we, well can we talk about zach now yes <gasps> let's talk about the zach of it all so i, I mentioned this earlier uh Brox, you probably already know this but like zach is uh is he's featured at the end of the remake they're like guess what what if what if what zach if is still alive wait seriously die? yeah yeah yes yeah <laughs> okay because like i i appreciate zach so much i played crisis core we we talked about it a bit i haven't played the remake of crisis core but the original psp game of crisis core i loved a lot especially because like zach is just such a fun character mm-hmm. he, he's like he, he's peppy he's positive um he has good vibes good energy um mm-hmm. and then like that that contrast with what happens to him you know in the original being so sad um because he's he's just trying his best out there man uh, <laughs> yeah so... and he does a good job 
Like, yeah, he's not he really bad. does. He only gets defeated in unreasonable circumstances. Exactly. While yes. trying to like protect someone else. And like, that's one of the interesting things about Cloud, too, because it informs Cloud's story. It traumatizes him so much that he literally makes up this story in his own head about who he is. Mm-hmm. Which, like, he's trying to pretend to be, like, such a brooding cool guy. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about Cloud is because he only seems like that. He's not actually that. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Which is fun. Um, And I feel like they're not going to be touched on that for a really long time. Or maybe they won't even at all. I don't know. We'll see how they do it. Well, um, it's, so it, it's, it's unclear at the end of uh, Remake whether Cloud knows that Zack is alive. Like, okay, I, so is, is he alive for sure? Or they're like, question mark, he could be, and then he, find out next time on Dragon they, Ball Z kind of deal. They do this thing where, like, they're playing with different, uni- they're, they're playing with different timelines that are actually different universes. Like, they have this, okay. they have this little character who's, like, I think a dog in the game mm-hmm. you're playing it's like a, it's like a little it's like a little cartoon dog that like okay. f- it, it like it's like a you see on posters that then okay. like when he's, you cr- he's like a symbol of the resistance that yeah. like uh avalanche will put these things on posters to be like this is where it's safe to be like anti shinra or whatever oh yeah. interesting okay and, and when and you so cross it's like a cute little mascot yes. you yeah. wouldn't think twice about it otherwise exactly when you cross through a threshold though that mascot changes to a different okay. animal, so it's like it's like signaling to you like we're in a different. Okay, ton- so it like, is it is dealing with multiverses in a very tactile yeah. way, even right in the this first one. Okay, so so it's unclear whether the Zach we see at the end of uh, remake and um, intermission is alive in the same reality as the one that you've been playing in the whole time. Right. But like okay. we we see at the end of intermission, we see Zach like return to. Um, Eris's church, uh, and is like, where is she? Yeah. So like, you wow. you can assume that she's left with uh left with Cloud and Barrett and all those guys. Um, but like, yeah, we 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 don't know what it means yet. Okay, yeah. interesting. We also see him return to Midgar with Cloud around his arm. Yes. Right. Okay. So he's like he's like helping Cloud come back to Midgar after. Okay. He assume we assume he defeated all of the soldiers. Like. Okay, because, yeah, normally Cloud's just, like, in the back of that truck on his own, right? Right. Okay. He does not come back with him. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so Patrick, (laughs) so Patrick, we needed to tee that up because Patrick has this beautiful theory. Oh, okay. You got it. Wait on me. I want to know. I want to know. This, uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, my my theory is that, uh, you know, Zach will be a Zach has got to come in contact with cloud um, and uh, demonstrate for cloud a better way to live his like brooding doesn't give a shit about anything kind of life. He can be like, he can be the sort of like light in the world that uh, Aerith usually has to carry for herself uh, and only to have Sephiroth at the temple of the ancients kill Zach instead of Aerith. Oh my God. That's that's my that's my theory is that the, the the end of rebirth twist will be the will actually be the death of Zack. Okay, I could see them doing that. Yeah, especially if they're doing a twist on it. Okay. And thus like saving Aerith Ar- is spared in this timeline. Yeah, and so it, he yeah. gets to actually mm-hmm. save her. But we like, still lose the like positive force on on Cloud. Yeah, yeah. which is going to suck and like <laughs> man 
That, I mean, I could see them doing that, but also if, like, the response to having him come back, depending on how people receive that, I don't know. Yeah. They do another multiverse thing where they're trying to save him again. Who, who knows? Yeah. I, before we lose Zach for good, though, or maybe even later on, if he's brought back in a different game, I, I can almost guarantee you there's going to be a, a Cloud Zach Sephiroth fight they're almost like they got has yeah. to be like well okay i get the promotional emails from square enix and like you get to play as sephiroth in this the part two yeah well, well it, like it, they they do the 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 nibelheim flashback uh at, at the beginning of, of of part two so that's that period where uh you're playing as cloud and sephiroth yeah. okay so I think that's it. But there, he has there might like be more. lightning three yeah. or whatever, like yeah. right away. And you're like, oh, sick. He's so cool. <laughs> He's so powerful. He's dealing 3000 damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that uh, is, I mean, I, spe- I, yeah. speaking of the Square Enix, uh, like uh, promotional stuff, the cover mm-hmm. of the game has all three of those characters on it. It has Cloud, Sephiroth and Zach. Yeah. So what? like. Okay. Um, it, they they are interested in this trio, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I and I think like just like them trying to get Crisis Core out the door. What it was it last year or the year before? Like yeah, Christmas of uh twenty two of twenty two. Yeah, that yeah. that whole th- that concept just felt of like a stopgap between yeah. remake and rebirth. Like you want to play this because you'll want to know uh, who Angeal is for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so I'm looking I'm looking at this cover and also like the background too kind of reminds me of the crater, but I'm not sure if right. that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, who knows? There's like a building in the distance that looks familiar too. Okay, yeah. And Zach with, he doesn't have his floppy bangs. So it is like, yeah. Put those back. bangs back. <laughs> bangs. <laughs> Uh, bangs gate yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh man and i gotta say like confirmed too, like roxy zach great character in crisis core like as i'm as i'm playing through i always i always remember remembered him well but like as i'm playing back through i'm just like god it's so nice to be somebody who his pov is not just like i'm a sourpuss like it's yeah like, he gives a shit he's excited yeah. to be there he's <laughs> learning he's learning mm-hmm. like reminds me of <laughs> he's learning he's like basically learning god isn't real the whole game he's like what do you <laughs> what do you mean shinra's bad no <laughs> yeah um yeah, great, great stuff. Um, okay. okay, well, I'm I okay. I will say, knowing that Zach is like going to be in it, he's on the cover art. Like, I think I had seen multiple different uh, shots of the cover art before, but like for some reason, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's just like kind of flashbacks or something, or like you know, maybe you play as like a sequence beforehand. They add mm-hmm. something extra, but knowing that like maybe in the continuity, he's going to be a bigger deal. Okay, I think I think you convinced me. That's what's going to get me in. Yes, it. So yeah. I think you guys did it. <laughs> Roxy's going to buy a whole PS Five just for yeah. that, just for Zach stuff. Just for um, Zach. It, just the for remake Zach is on stuff. PC, right? The remake is on PC. Yeah, it is yeah, now. I, so. I don't yeah. know if it released on PC. I doubt it. I, it seems like something that would come out later. Yeah, they know they tend to do that with uh, Final Fantasy games. Like it took a while for 15 to come out on PC, but it did yeah. eventually. Uh, okay, PC release. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. 
Well, oh, okay. It does come out on February 29th. Or wait, no. No, wait, hang on. No, it's not (laughs) launching on PC. Never mind. Sorry. I got too excited. I just saw the game and got excited. Figures. So it's not simultaneous, but eventually. But hey, I haven't played part one. So that that gives me some time. (laughs) Um, This has been great. Next week, we're going to talk about Advent Children, which I just found out today already has tied into the remake. Like they've oh, already really? folded oh, really? in concepts from Advent Children into the remake. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say what they are because I want to save some of that for the for Ooh. the for next week. Um, so yeah, and I think Roxy, you and I have discussed, and pr- we're probably going to do some sort of watch along. I think. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask about that, like on the uh, the Discord, Discord for yeah. Super NPC. Y'all, if you're listening and not a part of it, go join the Discord right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing a watch along, like doing a watch party for that, would be super fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think all, so. I'll get prepped for it. I'll get psyched for the the episode of us talking about it and everything. And uh, yeah, it. I haven't seen that game since a game. <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> that movie since like it came out on Same. DVD. It's been so long, Same. and yes. it's so funny. That movie is so embarrassing in so many ways, and cool in other ways. And yeah, embarrassing hey, in Tifa, other ways. <laughs> Tifa has a cool fist fight. I remember Tifa that. has that great. You know what lives rent free in my brain is when she gets n- flung across the church and then she like waves Boy, her hand right. and you see <laughs> and you see and she like and she like makes that fist and you see electricity like like come off of it just barely. Hell yeah. Oh, uh-huh. dude, it's so good. <laughs> um, but then and no matter what, it's not the spirits within. So. Which will also yeah. do a watch along back to <laughs> no, ben, no. Cut, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Alec Baldwin in Final Fantasy. <laughs> Roz from Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Um, we'll be back next week. Patrick, let's go ahead and plug. Where, where can people find you? Oh, they can find me at the Nintendo Cartridge Society podcast where we're talking about Nintendo stuff basically all the time. Or uh, if this comes out on Monday. So on Wednesday, the first issue of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle source book is released in comic book stores. So if you're interested in the IDW run of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, and my encyclopedia about them, uh, check out issue one out in stores on Wednesday. Oh, hell yeah. That's amazing. Uh, thank you. Very sick <laughs> stuff. Roxy Poke, where can people find you? Uh, I am on Blue Sky Twitter and Twitch as Red Mage Roxy. Um, I'm streaming like whatever Games Club game we're doing along with Dark Souls 3. I randomly had a stream with my brother last night. That was very fun. Yeah. Uh, It killed two giant dragons on a bridge and after I got killed by them a million times. uh, Super (laughs) great. Um, And also the uh, Scary Basement podcast covering horror movies on this very network. Go go have a listen. Season 3 is coming soon. Uh, patreon.com slash super NPC radio there you will find a bunch of bonus content uh, that Roxy mentioned uh, the games club uh, Mass Effect 1 we're well underway we are um, uh, past the halfway point on oh, it yeah. um, we're, we're kind of sure. getting into some of the later stuff but you can listen to all of the episodes of that on uh, patreon.com slash super NPC radio uh, we also have our new games club um, uh Uh, We'll be voting for the next Games Club starting very shortly. So, uh, uh, you know, you want to get over there and do that stuff. But until then, we will see you next week on the other side of Cosmo Canyon. Bye.